Dub did say he's going to be late. So even though he did make the title, which I never appreciate Dub making the titles and then being late to the show, making me have to talk about things. But um, for anyone who doesn't know, this was um, this question was um, from Drink More Water, I believe. Um, he sent a super chat on the last Open Gym asking about what we look for when we are talking about NBA draft prospects. And I thought it was a very good question that had like a lot of nuance. So I guess Dub thought that was why it was a good idea to um, make a whole title out of it. So um, once you guys decide to file in here and I don't have to talk to no one because I get kind of bored of that, um, we, we, I guess, are going to talk about um, what makes NBA draft prospects good, bad, what the concerns, the good things, the bad things, whatever. But while you guys join up, um, me and Dub will be on playback after this for, I believe, about an hour, where we get to actually watch NBA. Like, we get to watch whether that's old games, we get to watch film, whatever we want, with no copyright. So if someone makes a take about someone or says something happens, we can fact check them because we have the actual ability to not um, get copyrighted for showing NBA footage on playback so we can do that right after this i believe the link to join playback is in the description so if you haven't joined our playback now would be the time to do so and then come right back here but i'm gonna bring you guys up and then we're gonna we're gonna talk about nba draft prospects so let's bring everyone up salute to everybody Yo. How's everyone doing? How's everyone doing? um does anyone want to start on what they look for when talking about nba players they want their team to draft or NBA draft prospects in general? Is there anything that you guys look for in particular or is it just vibes? Uh, I think uh, if you, I think it depends on what type of pick you have. Is, I um, think... The physical the physical build of the player. How tall is the player? How athletic is the player? What's the player wingspan? So on and so on and so on stuff like that. The reason why is just the trend of the league. and um, The way the league is going. Guys, there's more of a higher demand of versatile players, and the best way to do that is for those six, seven, and six, eight archetype guys who can switch multiple positions. And the best way to do that is you have an adequate size. Another thing too is you notice like there is no this. I don't think there's the, you can name a defender that don't have a wingspan longer than their height, and that's an important piece. Like most most of the time, they are most great defenders have long wingspans. And I think from a physical standpoint, that's the first thing people look at in regards to prospects. I honestly going to disagree with you, A30. I'm not trying to be like, you know, negative with you. But I think there's something that a lot of people overlook. That may be the standard, but what I'm looking for is how my guy's works ethic is. For example, there are a lot of players who get overlooked because of their size and height. But then when you look at their work ethic, you look and say, wow, we overmissed this guy. Brunson, DiVincenzo, for example. A lot of people overlooked them because they were small, but they're right now both shooting over 40% from three, and they're also shooting above 45 from the field goal percentage. So for me, there's more than just the basic skill sets of defense and offense. I want to see if this guy's in the gym 3 o'clock in the morning when everybody else is out partying. I want to see if he's sitting down watching film and learning. That's what I want to see in my prospect. That's well, well Cowboy, that I, I just want to make sure. I just want to clarify something, Cowboy. I didn't say it's the only, only thing. I'm saying that's the first thing that, that most people look at. That's all I said. No, no, no. And, that's the, and, I, and I said that, that, that you're right because, to me, that's the standard. 
the six six guy that plays multiple positions, wings, can he shoot the three? That's the basic standard for majority of teams. But for me, I want to see where your heart is. Because if no matter how good of a player you are with your athletic abilities, if you can work and move yourself up, that's what I like. Look at Brunson. I'm not going to make it that long about him. But if you look at how he played last year as opposed to this year, his footwork has improved. The way he's shooting the ball quickly on his release, the more on point that he has been as far as developing his game. A lot of people overlook that. That's why now they're saying we got to cheat. So for me, I want to see where your heart is. I want to see who you are as a player, regardless of size or shape. I'm not saying I disagree, because I don't. I think hard work ethic is important. But I will say the reason why a guy like Cam Whitmore dropped to the 20th pick is because people questioned those things about him. They questioned his attitude. Apparently, he didn't give good interviews. Apparently, he wasn't the right personality for a lot of these teams. Now, we're only in their rookie seasons. But I think everyone who didn't draft Cam Whitmore looks kind of stupid especially the teams who had Very like pick, pick outside of outside of like a saw because whatever the lakers anything from the sick pick down if you didn't draft cam whitmore you you look kind of you look kind of silly right now now maybe five years down the line they'll be like oh wow cam whitmore has actually problem blah 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 whatever maybe but for now i think when you look at the physical tools cam whitmore had six 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 seven two thirty five grown man strength elite athlete um, explosive, um, great feel for the ability to score the ball. Um, shooting, play, shooting is really the ball, Shoot the ball. <laughs> yeah. There was no reason why anyone would say Cam Whitmore wasn't a top seven pick in the draft. I was going to say, who's your, who's your top five for the draft? Yeah, he was my he was my fifth pick. I was questioning a man really? Thompson or Cam Whitmore for Houston. Because like, I, that's, I that's how good I viewed him. So Wemby, it'll be, be Wemby. I had um, I Jaime. I had because it was a really good shooter. Yeah. You had Jaime that high back then? Jaime, I feel like he would have been like outer, probably like six or like you could probably argue him out, but I think he was a he was a really good like he, he was, was good at UCLA, really really but top it's five is kind of crazy. I'm like a lot. I, 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 yeah, I, 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 I think age is another thing. Yeah, I think age is another thing. Age is a huge factor. Jaime is, Jaime is so close is, to his ceiling. Jaime is what? Jaime is what? Twenty two? About to turn twenty three? Twenty. Yeah. I think we're at a point in the NBA where twenty-two-year-olds aren't getting taken. But yeah, I, I wouldn't. He's not like a top three, but I'm saying like Jaime. I think he's one of the guys that you mentioned as like a like a, one of the top guys in the draft to me, at least. Yeah, he's. I think, he's I think also. Yeah. I think also the placement of where he got drafted as well. Like he's 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 on a team that kind of needs his skill set. Um, so obviously he's able to kind of fill that role of kind of like being like this um pseudo Jimmy Butler, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the bench yeah. Um, so I think his value Whose echo is that? You got a crazy echo right now. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just had to mute you because there was a crazy echo going on. Um, so, yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, no, um, but yeah, Mars, um, I think it's also, um, that's why I, I agree with you in terms of like, it's hard to analyze work ethic, um, hard, all these things. These are immeasurables um, and it's a hard, it's a hard indicator when you're looking into the draft is how it's going to pan out because one coaching situation, um, um, even the environment, being in a certain city, you know what I mean? Being in Minnesota versus Houston, being in Florida versus, you know what I mean? New York. 
it plays a part in how a player develops their mentality, what they're going to focus on. You know what I mean? Like the distraction, things of that nature. So it's hard to measure heart and development. And also some play of uh, some teams don't have good player development. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you're in the wrong position, you could end up just screwing the rest of your career. Cause you're just not, you don't have the coaches to help you out with. Okay. I, I questioned the Timberwolves player development, the, the 2010s, bro. Cause the people that they was picking draft after draft, bro. Like you, you think about it. But it's, it's certain players that you just – they don't belong in certain uh, teams that they're supposed to be on. That was just a bad one off the but, but, but that's it. That's that's a good thing, though, because if you look at some players from past, like Hakeem, Hakeem started off with a coach that didn't use him to the best of his abilities. Yeah. He worked through it, and then when he got into certain situations, he learned how to use what he didn't want to use in a proper situation to his advantage. So it depends on your developing skills and your IQ. Because if you look at LeBron James, his first few years, he didn't want to do the post. But when he add, added that to his game and started changing it up, that's the IQ and that's the heart I'm talking about that you want in their player. Same thing with Rasheed Wallace when he learned how to do a step back in Detroit to step out and three, uh, do a pull-up shot to where he could pull a shot out. These are the adjustments I'm talking about when you say heart and determination. No, the thing the, the, the is, Cowboy, he just... Yeah, go on, go on. Go on, sorry, go on. My fault. Most people, when they scout, they don't have that much time. Yeah, they don't have that much time to um to get that. Like like Mars was alluding to, you only got a few workouts and a few interviews to determine that. And somebody got echo. I don't know who it is. I'm in, I'm in, I'm investigating right now. I don't know who it is. But um, but yeah, that's that. that was, I'm not saying you're wrong because even even some expert scouts like Cowboy. Like most of the ones like are former players or like who've been in NBA offices for like decades, right? So they 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 look for certain intangibles that like okay he has that that's 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 good, but I'm saying for the most part it's kind of hard to determine heart heart in in work ethic within a, a few meetings of a player. That's all. No, not really. I'm just saying if you got an adequate scout team, you can find film, you can get work, you can see based off of how they work the upside. I mean, if you really want to be a scout, you the league would allow you to go see these players play true, with Cowboy. video. Cir circumstance plays a certain part. Now, I agree with you. Uh, it is something that you want to look for. Like, obviously, you want to you want someone who has their head on their shoulders. But it's mm -hmm. hard to determine that because things can switch from year to year. Like, Mars just said it. Like, Mars said, um, Amen Thompson, he's going to be good. Mm -hmm. We see that there needs to be development in skill sets, shooting, ball handling, things of that nature. Now, his his ability to want to learn these things, we clearly see he wants to learn the things because the feel is there, the talent is there. But if he has the if he has poor development coaches, we're never going to see his jump shot improve. Lonzo had to go to New Orleans and had a great uh, shooting coach, and his jump shot improved. If he went to a different place, maybe that might not be the case. You know what I mean? He may have the fortitude to do it. But if you don't have the access and the information, how can you correct it properly? Uh, it's you can't correct it properly. Is the technique. Is the technique. You're right. But then they also have coaches outside of management. I have a workout coach that can teach me how to shoot outside of the organization. If my shot isn't working with the organization, I could hire someone to show me to do drills for extra practice to step my game up. That's how I contribute. I stay and be missing my shots or I may not look as pretty, but I'm putting that work forward. I don't have to just rely on the scouting team alone. I have to do it myself. That's why I said if I see a player, he's out there hustling and bustling, putting in the work, watching film, making adjustments to his game, and he's not just relying on me to teach him, that's what I want. 
because what I do teach him, whether it's positive or negative, it's going to advance his game. Those are the rarities of drafting that people overlook because, like you guys said, size, ability, stats, that stuff seems to stick out more because they only have a few sessions as opposed to if you really sit down and watch these players. Like for me, people thought I was crazy. I had Jalen Winston, Jalen Wilson from the Nets. I thought he was going to be a first-rounder when he played on the Jayhawks last year. I guess I was wrong. But the way I saw how he was able to play in tough situations, the way how I saw he was just fighting, I thought he had a chance to be a first-rounder. So real, real quick, Mars, just I want to make one point, and then uh, we can mm-hmm. do um, Evaluating Josh Hart. Now, Josh Hart was on the Lakers, the Pelicans, and now he's thriving on the Knicks. Pretty much, I want to see he's improved. He's improved, right, in certain skill sets with shooting. His ball handling has improved. However, he's necessary. He's he's pretty much the same player. However, the the scheme and the responsibility that he has on the Knicks is very different from when it was on the Lakers. Different from when it was on the Pelicans. So we've seen that it's not so much that he's improved this this big. There's a big jump in his improvement of skill wise. It's more so scheme. Um, responsibility, you know what I mean? And that is showing his value versus his value versus in New New Orleans. So how, as a scout, coming out of college, are you able to anticipate, okay, what's his role going to be on this team? What is his role going to be on this team? And then his skill set developing towards that role. That's why it's not... I'm going to answer. Yeah, go ahead. ahead. I'm just going to answer real quick because I know, like I said, I don't want to stay on it too long, but hard. But here's the never. You saw how he tried to play in the first half. The first, I mean, the last half of the season with the team as far as scouting. If you haven't noticed, he has developed his game to where now it's more of a rebounding, shooting on the corner, and shooting in his high percentage shots. He's still not a good three-point shooter, but where he's taking his three-point shots are where he has his higher efficiency. He's also helping in rebounding. He's also helping creating by drawing the defense to him and creating a secondary shot for people because – when he gets the ball, you see DiVincenzo still moving towards him the way he can set that back screen to give DiVincenzo the space to shoot the three. So his but game has developed. Him, oh, wait, hold on. I'm, I'm telling you. This is no, all no, stuff no, that I'm he's learned from. No, no. I'm, oh, okay. My fault. I was just saying, but this is all the stuff he learned from with other teams. The reason why it's working well right now is because his role has changed, like you said, to where he's getting more opportunity and more time due to injuries. So based off of that, what he learned in those other teams when the system wasn't working, Josh Hart is working now. Because to be honest with you, he's going to be a double-double guy by the end of the season, 10 and 10. He's going to give you assists. He's going to give you points. And he's going to be that threat that everyone last year was talking about. He, he, uh, Brunson should have passed him the ball. Not Hart. We're going to be up because of Hart. That's the development we need. That's what I'm talking about because you may not, you may overpay for a player like that or not, but to find someone like that – Look at DiVincenzo. DiVincenzo is going to get into the starting role this year as a shooting guard. He's shooting 40%, 41% from three, and 45% from the field. And it's also an 80-plus field goal percent shooter, free throw shooter. Okay. However, however, the development of DiVincenzo from when he was on the Bucks was completely different of how they used him on the Warriors. On the Warriors, they allowed him to use a lot more ball handling where we're able to discover, oh, He's able to play make. He's able to drive and, and I, He's able to And I agree with you. I think DiVincenzo so, got a very deep bag that most people ain't going to see because look at last night. Last night was the first time they gave him 41 minutes. Look at his development for the remainder of the season. He's going to be so that's why I, high. He's still going to build over, though, like a lot. Well, so that's my, my thing. Is it's, a, it's, it's harder to evaluate how a player is going to improve 
because that differentiates from team to team, from coach to coach. You know what I mean? So it's a hard way to the the mental part that. is harder to to evaluate. That so instead of like mental and like you know what I mean IQ wise, I look for more so like I, high IQ plays and feel natural feel of the game. Like Mars and uh, said himself, uh, and we agreed on this. Amen Thompson, when I saw in the summer league, his feel for the game was pro-like, very pro-like. Like he, he understood certain reads, he understands certain motions. Now finishing, um, finishing the plays. That might be the issue, you know what I mean, because of the ball handling, because of the shooting. But he sees the plays, you know what I mean. He's he's anticipating in the same way that pros are. So I can see like, oh, he has a natural feel. He just needs to develop the skill versus a guy that doesn't have that feel, and he has all the skills, one on one bag, all these things, but he doesn't have no feel when it comes to five on five. You know what I mean? And that's what I think the people had that issue with Cam Whitmore, whereas like he doesn't have a five on five feel. He has a one on one feel. And that's where he, he, I think, where that lowered, including the injuries. But I think that was one of the issues that they were saying. Like he kind of had one track mind of just scoring. You know what I mean? He, was, he's, was that was that not Jalen Green's go issue though when he came into the league? When people was, was that not his issue? No, no. Can I see as someone who watched a lot of Jalen Green in the G League Ignite? Because you know Jalen Green is the goat. Um, the issues of Jalen Green. The, the the issues of Jalen Green. There's a, there was like four, maybe five main concerns. One was his size in terms of his height and weight at the two guard position. He was about six five, less than one eighty, and yeah. he was extre- he's extremely frail and yeah, slits. really small. So, That's so, so, yeah, so there was so there was concerns about his strength, which is still valid to this day. Where I keep saying he needs to get stronger. He get he get knocked off his path quite often. Um, he's unable to really dislodge people in his drives, which is something Cam Whitmore can do. That's where they differ. Yeah. Um, another thing was his ability to handle in traffic in terms of being able to navigate double teams or be able to play if they if he gets blitzed in a pick and roll or be able to drive with many hands reaching. For example, yesterday that was an example where he calls for a ball screen with Sengun. You know, AD's playing playing the ball screen. He plays a bit higher, and Jalen Green tries to snake the pick and roll, but AD rips him. Because mm-hmm. Jalen Green still isn't comfortable handling the ball in those situations with that amount of ball pressure. That was another one of his concerns. His consistency was another major concern. There was many games where he goes seven for um, five for six from three. Then have games where he's zero for six. Like the consistency in terms of his outside shot was another thing that was a major concern for him. Mm-hmm. But there was never concerns about his willingness to pass or his willingness to find his teammates or his. He would always rather score than pass. No, he was a willing passer in the G League. Um, he actually had pretty decent feel out of pick and roll in terms of some reads. So the issue was never his ability to play, make, or see the floor. The, the issues were in terms of strength and in terms of just his overall ball handling and comfortability with the ball in his hands. But there was never issues with his ability to see the floor or any of those things from what I remember of Jalen Green in the G League and going into the draft process. But okay, because I never, I never really paid too much attention to Jalen Green like during that draft class. I think I'm thinking of him like in the, like his rookie seasons and stuff like that because I know a lot of times too, um, they took advantage of him in the post a lot, did they not? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a, he was a mismatch. Um, yeah. Okay. Anytime there was a switch, yeah, he was he was abused. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of like like earlier seasons and stuff like that. Okay, my bad. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, but when it comes to just draw prospect, I mean, I think the intangibles are always a good thing to look at. Like, I think work ethic is is cool, but at some point the skills matter. Uh, I think that I think yeah. that's fair. So, of that, you're good or you're not. It's either you're good yeah, or like you're when not. when we're talking about draft prospects, I think 
I think the I think the most important thing to look for is feel for the game. Like I, I think that's I think that's a major thing to look for, feel for the of game. Course. Which is why I'm so high on Amen Thompson. I, I think if you don't know how to play five on five basketball, I don't think you're a very good basketball player. And that's why <laughs> and, and that's why I think that's why I think Amen Thompson um is such a special um prospect, is because even though he lacks in terms of shooting, like one of the worst shooting prospects I've ever seen, and he's not a great ball handler right now. His feel for the game is so high for a 21-year-old, someone who just turned 21, by the way. Happy birthday, Amen Thompson. That it's hard to deny when someone, not only with the athleticism he has, which is borderline transcendent, but his ability to, he's already understanding how to manipulate defenses as a passer. That's something that doesn't normally come along as a rookie or a 21-year-old. There was a play without last shooting, night. Without good shooting. Yeah, our point, our point to last night, there was a play. It was, the game was already over. Like, I'm not saying it was a high-leverage play. But the game was already over. But he runs a pick and roll. It was probably with Sengun. Sengun was probably still in the game. And Sengun dives to the rim. And Amen Thompson is able... He he comes off the pick and roll. He picks up his dribble. He looks off the low man in the corner and finds Alperen Sengun right under the rim. That's a pass that no one else on our team can make. Not only because you can see over the top, but the ability to manipulate that low man and hit Sengun in the roll is something that no one else on our team has done consistently at all. And Men Thompson being able to do that already as a 21-year-old is a sign that if he figures out other parts of his game... Put him at point guard already. Start him. He's going to be special. Like, that's something you can't... You can't that's one thing. You can't teach the game. Either you understand the game or you don't understand the game. Someone can someone can make you see it more clearly, but you can't You can't understand. You can't You can't get developed feel for the game. You either have it or you don't. So, Mars, would you say, would you say the first things, the first thing that stand out is basically the things that you can't teach, right? You can't teach yeah, size, you can't teach feel. You can't, you like, can't teach yeah. athleticism. You can't teach size. You can't teach feel yeah. for the game. Those things, if you have, and if you are transcendent in any of those three areas, you have the makings of a good prospect. In my yeah, opinion. yeah. Like, like you just said about Thompson, if he gets his the average game of learning how to be consistent and actually learn how to shoot. That's the easy part. All the other stuff that he already has to his game, it's going to be easier for him to develop. That's what I'm talking about as far as difference. I think as well I, as you, and I also think that that separates people like that because if he figures it out, I agree with you. The, skill, well, the skills that the skills that can't be taught are always going to be more valuable in a prospect than the skills that can be taught, in my opinion. Yeah. Yes. If, you a, if, you have, if you have a competent player development staff, I expect you to be able to develop someone shooting. Now, I don't think yeah. I don't think Amen Thompson is ever going to be a great shooter. I don't think, but I feel like I'd rather I'd rather have a prospect who's a work in progress in terms of shooting and ball handling than someone who doesn't understand the game. Because I I can't teach you to understand the game. You I think can, that's I can, I can help it. I can help the game slow down or put you in better positions. But if you don't understand the game, you're not going to understand. The game. I think that's why DJ is just like progressing, progressing so fast in OKC. When he came out of Santa Clara, he was like. He was like really good. Uh, he's like throwing a lot of sick passes this year. His feels for the game are like drop off passes and stuff like that. It's like really good. And you prepare him in OKC, which has like a really good coach and a really good player development staff. He's gonna grow and he's growing fast. He's gonna be like an all star like by next year, and he's gonna keep growing. Even though he has like this seven two like ridiculous like wingspan, like what always stood off me is his ability. His yeah, defensive ability, like him, him and his brother, like I feel like with them two because his they're, really big, good they're big basketball minds, so like they want to contribute on both ends of the floor. So I feel like also the, having the mind of being a willing defender is something that they should like take into more consideration as well. Like a lot of guys, I don't think 
Well, outside of you know the ones that have the ability to because they're they're long enough and stuff to play play defense, but them being like six six and just being really good wings, they can they can they can play the one through three. I feel like well, once they get their skill, you know, further ahead with their shooting and stuff, they can play the one through three, both of them. So I think that's really impressive. I like. I'm sorry. Go ahead, guys. I'll let Charlie Rock. Um, who, who hasn't said anything yet? I mean, I, I I wanted to answer the question. Yeah, I haven't. So, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Live, yeah. So, I, the why most important closed, thing. Why is your eyes closed? Why is your eyes closed? Yo, come on, come on. He just he just he just he just he just he I've been trying to get Anyway, anyway. So the most important thing you guys talked about is of course being able to play on five on five, like the sets, understanding the sets. But for me, after that, of course, because that has to be the first thing. After that, the thing I always look for in a player is the highest floor possible. Because let's face it, whether you take a risk on your pick or not, the same chances of the player turning out to be a star. Are there like to me you need to pick a player who will always have something to fall on mm-hmm. he will never be out of the league like for example i know you can teach shooting but if you draft an elite shooter you know that you've got something at least so even if he doesn't develop into anything else you have something if you draft an elite defender you have something if you draft an elite playmaker you have something this is something, and, and even that includes like rebounding. In general, I think drafting a player with a high enough floor to be a quality role player, that to me is the number one thing because if you can play within a system, like I, like I said, as, as a 5-on-5 five five player, I mean, and you have a skill that will always be there, it's a safe skill, that's an NBA player. That's an NBA player. Now, whether or not he becomes a star, yeah. it's always going to be a question. It's always whether you have the highest wingspan and the biggest like skill bag ever, or you're just a guy who has like a a weird build and you turn out to be a great player anyway, like Draymond Green. Either way, I think it's always a risk. But the thing that you can you, you should probably look for is the lowest risk possible by picking a guy who is who has a safe bit like. He has something that will you will always fall back on. Some of them end up improving and becoming great players, like Kawhi Leonard. He was drafted mainly for his defense, and now he's one of the best players in the league. Paul George, same thing. Even some players who are drafted late are drafted for safe bits, like Jalen Brunson. He was the NCAA MVP, if I remember correctly, and he was drafted very late because of his agent size, and he ended up translating very few times these things don't translate like trey burke he was a very safe pick and he didn't translate but usually like nine times out of ten these safe picks end up translating and they have the same chances of ending up being stars as the risky picks ben that's McLemore, why is it a safe pick i mean ben mclemore i didn't see how he was good in five on five he was not moving well without the ball at all i don't know I do I do agree with the 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 floor like thing. Like I think if there's two prospects who have similar ceilings and one has a noticeably higher floor, I think you do go with that prospect. But I think because I think because the way the NBA is 
catered today. I think the most important aspects, I think, of any prospect is probably going to be shooting ability, versatility, and then probably, like, passing and, like, playmaking, like, connected passing. Like, the, the most safe prospect would be Derek White. If there was a Derek White yeah. in the draft, that's the yeah. most safe prospect. But I think, I think sometimes there's a player with such, I don't want to say transcendent, but borderline transcendent upside who lacks in maybe one of those skills, whether that be shooting or whether that be playmaking or passing, or maybe his versatility, who's so elite in one of those areas that I think you have to take the risk. If there's a guard who's a non-shooter, but has such high feel for the game and such high athleticism, I'm yeah. going to keep going to the Men Thompson because I genuinely think he's the second highest ceiling prospect in the world. So I'm going to keep going to him. If there's a player like that, and then there's a player um, who gets taken a few picks below, like Anthony Black, who I think probably has a higher floor than a Men Thompson did because he has he's closer to being a better shooter than um, a Men Thompson is, and he doesn't rely on his athleticism to be as effective as a Men Thompson does. But the ceiling difference between a Men Thompson and Anthony Black is so substantial that I think you would have to take the risk and trust your player development and take that prospect because he has he can do things that no one else in the draft class can do and if there's someone who exists who can do things that no one else can do i think you have to take the risk like Wemby, i think has a high floor anyway because of defense but just when there's a player who can do the things that Wemby can do you have to take the risk when there's a player who can do what check can do you have to take the risk when there's a player who can do what whatever those type of players when there's a player who has the ceiling as high as they have it you have to take a risk no matter what the flaws may be where no matter if they never be a good defender or they'll never be but, an elite I mean, athlete or they'll I mean, never Thompson is the only one. example like is there any other example other than i mean thompson in the last like 10 years with that um, kind of let's go i'd say lonzo because lonzo had like horrible shooting ability but he no, came out no lonzo was an elite shooter in college lonzo was an elite yeah, shooter no but that shot was never translated that shot was never and that's why i think the percentages are i ignore percentages when i'm looking at draft it doesn't matter i don't care that lonzo shot 41 percent from three at ucla Everyone who was watching him knew that was not going to change. It was never going to change. You can't shoot but, going right. You can't shoot. I'm sorry. There's no Lonzo was never going to get that shot up in the league. It was everyone slow was, too. Like, it was never going. Lonzo is driving right. He has to stop and bring the ball back here. That was never going to work. Everyone. Yeah, that was going to be a weakness, but he could shoot on a spot up situation. Like, he he was but, not but, like. We're not, but we're talking about a lead guard. He's a point guard. Yeah. yeah he's not to mention that Lonzo had a high Lonzo had a high floor because of his playing. His passing, yeah, exactly. But he yeah, had his so floor he had, he had, he had, a, he had a solid floor because of his feel for the game and his passing. But no one saw the defense coming along as well as it did because although he had great lateral quickness, his strength was not as good as it became. Um, and the way you see defense, they didn't utilize his actual off-ball ability on defense as much as they could have. So there was a few things that was like we don't, we didn't see all, we didn't see all, all defensive level from Lonzo. Not many I, people. Yeah. I tried to so, stay away I mean, from the as a spot-up shooter, at least he could be a great shooter. Like we, but no like, if, like, oh, but then I agree. But like, if your if your best attribute is passing and playmaking, you're like you can't be a bad shooter. If you have a spot-up shooter, if you have to be a spot-up shooter to be a viable shooter, you lose some of your playmaking value, and that was his biggest draw coming out of UCLA. Hey, don't don't. We all we all knew if Lonzo it was it was Julius Randle version two. If Lonzo goes right. 
he has to go all the way to the Lonzo goes left, he's taken a step back three. And he had no in-between game, no float game. And we I, I knew the scoring was never going to be good for Lonzo coming into the league. I didn't I said the jump shot has to change and he has to develop an in-between game. So yes. I wasn't as high on Lonzo's ceiling as a lot of people. And the floor was questionable to me because I didn't think he could be a yeah, but the floor guard. wasn't as questionable as Amin Thompson. That's the point. Like I'm asking about a guy because when you talk about Amin Thompson, okay, mm -hmm. he's he's a good example of your point, but I cannot think of any other player who was that who had like that high of a ceiling and had such a low floor and ended up being great. Like there were players who had high ceilings and low floors and failed, a lot of them. Like I would I would argue Jonathan Kaminga, but I don't his ceiling is not as high as the Men Thompson's, but Jonathan Kaminga is another boom or bust type prospect. Where his feel for the his feel for the game is questionable. It's but the, the, the athletic gifts he had, the upside he showed on defense, the fact that he was an extremely refined post player, which I don't know where he got that from, but his extremely refined post play, his ability in transition, his strength and ability to get to the rim. I think, like, for example, in that draft, I think Jonathan Kaminga was taken above Franz. Davion Mitchell was viewed as a safe prospect. Um, Moses Moody, Corey Kisper. I don't remember other people, but, like, of the safe prospects, like, I would have obviously taken him over Corey Kisper. Like, there was no debate in my mind between Jonathan Kaminga and Corey Kispert's prospect. Because Corey Kispert was a four-year player at Gonzaga. He played next to Jalen Suggs. But I, I think you would be crazy to take the guy who has a clear higher role... Clear higher floor in Corey Kisper as a floor spacer, run the floor in transition, solid off-ball defender who has a role in the league and he's a solid player, Corey Kisper. But if you pass on Jonathan Kaminga for Corey Kisper, I think you lost your mind. I got a question. I think you lost your mind. I got a question. Mm -hmm. Hey, so do you think, Um, and I agree with what he said, like mostly what he said, but do you think um, teams, when they go into the draft process, it depends on um what level or what's the team's um like the, the team's current ceiling or the team's current um like drafting for fit like, or like like yeah like do do contender yeah, yeah, do, do contender should contender teams draft for fit and should like um you know rebuilding teams draft based on that potential based off that you know possible lower floor but higher ceiling level player so should rebuilding teams take more risk, basically? The thing is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was going to say that I was going to say that the only like 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 golden like golden state a few years ago. Like yeah, they yeah, they missed that one year because everybody was hurt. But then they end up drafting um well, they drafted for a fit. Yeah, that was a bad choice. Wiseman wasn't even a fit. And that was but, I know, but, that was crazy. That's besides the point. That's besides it, the point. It, it, they just decided they needed really, a center. Really, they couldn't really was No, they had, they had the right I'm idea, but they chose a guy who would play two college playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I, I, was going, I was going to say one last thing. Uh, to mm -hmm. me, if you are if you have, like, a top four pick, that's probably an exception. But I'm talking about the teams that, like, are not so bad that they have such a very high pick and they need to pick, like, a superstar potential player because if you once you go below these like top three top four top five guys you will run out of these like guys who are like very high ceiling players but they have something most of the time you'll be choosing between a guy who would probably be either out of the league or very good or a guy who, who will be in the league and might actually be very good in the end like so to me if you have a pick below the fifth pick in a, in a in a draft, whether it was deep or not, like if there wasn't anyone that was 
so good that got passed on. Like, you know, when Michael Porter Jr. got passed on because of his injury or any mm-hmm. of those rare cases. I feel like you go for that safe pick when you're drafting like late enough. Not late, not late like in the in the end of the first round. So do you I mean, think it's smart that teams passed on Cam Whitmore? I don't I haven't seen him much yet. Like I want to see more of him. I, I don't I don't know yet. I, I can the teams that passed on. Well, why do you know? I, I know you every. Know, I know every. You know why? I know, the, I know the Lakers passed on. I, I, I know every. So like, at five, the Pistons took Asar Thompson. Then six, it was Anthony Black to Orlando. Seven was Bilal Kulabali to Washington. Eight was Jarris. Eight was Jarris Walker to Indiana. That was a tough pick. Nine, nine, nine was Taylor Hendricks to Utah. I like Bilal though. I'm not um, ten was Kaysom Wallace um, in the trade to Dallas from OKC. Eleven was Jet Howard. Twelve was Derek Lively. Thirteen yeah, was Grady Dick. Fourteen was Grady Dick's a bad pick. Grady Dick's a bad pick. Fourteen was Jordan Hawkins. Fifteen was Kobe Buffkin. Sixteen yeah. was Deontay George. Seventeen was Jalen Hutchinson. Eighteen that was. was Eighteen was Jaime Hackers. Nineteen. Pods. Pods is good. Pods is good. And then twenty. Honestly, like. Hey, 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 Did they give a reason why he dropped in the in so low? The room. The rumors were. Apparently he didn't interview well, and they apparently there's some concerns in terms of a knee injury, which I don't believe to be true. I believe that's just something that they okay. floated. We have to wait and see though. We haven't seen enough yet. Maybe. Like, what, do, what do they? What do they ask in these interviews typically? Um, if it's anything like the two K thirteen micro, yeah, I was going to say. anything like that, they ask how you feel. How you feel you fit into the certain just, team? Yeah, just um, just basically like yeah, they ask, they ask, yeah. in the NBA. Yeah, they ask, they ask, um, they ask basic. They ask basic um personality questions. Yeah, just character, character, character and then, questions. And then yeah, a, yeah, yeah, character questions and a few hypothetical stuff like that. Like, got it. you think? Do you think? Do you think these interviews are like? Outdated, or do you think that yes, one thousand percent? I don't, I don't I, know. I think I, I think we're at a stage where so many young players are media trained that you're not going to get the true answer. From right, right. You ask the personality question. Like don't I know for five years. What's the worst part of your game? I, yeah, if you if you if you threw if you were to throw me into an interview and you asked me a personality question, I know the right answer. I anyone can say what you want to hear, and I know right, I know I wasn't you, I wasn't in the room for those interviews. But I'm I'm assuming Cam Whitmore probably was just pretty based on his demeanor. I think, I think he was pretty blunt. Straightforward. Yep. Right. I, I think I think that's just how he is. I think he's very blunt, straight to the point. And he probably didn't show much excitement towards any of these organizations. He was hey, just hey, hey Mars, Mars, how do you yeah. how do you fit into how do you fit into players' choice? Oh, I mean, I mean, I think I love what Players Choice was going on as a platform. Um, I think they really bring something <laughs> unique that not many other any other platforms really have going on. I think mm. if you were to ask me what platform I think compares to Players Choice, I think it's um, that's what makes them so special is that no one else really is filling the niche that they're filling in terms hey. of giving fans a voice. Hey, this voice I, think that's what, I think that's what uh, makes them really why I align myself with what Players' Choice has going on more than what a lot of these Mark, other Mark, Manager's trust is up by 10%. Manager's no, 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 no,
Mario, hey, you know, you he gave a pretty good answer. He showed me no confidence in that answer, Desdo. I don't oh, know, man. Nah, man. Nah, what it nah, takes. Nah, you don't need a man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, no, that's how it be. Like, they, they, they go off how they interpret the answer, how the guys like answer the question. That's all. The man. Anthony Black pick wasn't, I don't know, it turned out weird because I think they drafted him to replace Suggs, but Suggs has been like so good this year. I don't think I like, like Jay Howard. Yeah, I, 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 I so someone good. who didn't believe in the Jay, like I believed in his defense, even though his defense has leveled up again. His offensively, so offensively, good I thought oh, offensively, goodness. I thought he was so cooked that he couldn't stay. But he's Jalen Suggs is Orlando's best guard now. He's that's been the best. I, that's what he's I was, been the best perimeter defender in the league for me. He's been incredible. Like, I, I didn't, I didn't I foresee Jalen Suggs being the best guard on Orlando. So uh, credit to yeah. him. That's what I was gonna say earlier, right? Um, when he was making his point about elite shooting being like the thing that teams should go for, I I, I was gonna say like elite defense or defense in general is probably what's gonna is probably the safest bet for a prospect because but the whole league doesn't play defense anymore. What no, yeah, I, I mean they they putting up 140 points a game. Oh, Hey, I could have told you Josh Jackson wasn't gonna be shit. I but all right, so but, oh, but the thing is, no, but man, the defensive man. ceiling, Josh Jackson, bro. I don't know. But but here's here's a couple here's a couple of examples. Man, hold on, hold on. Anthony Bennett. Yeah, here's a here's a here's a couple examples, right? Jonathan Isaac missed a whole two years and he's still valuable because because straight defense, bro. Like like he's all he's gonna have a job. Um Victor Wembanyama, Victor Wembanyama is going to have a job for the rest of his career because he's because mm-hmm. of his defense. You know, like defense is something that, um, as long as you have the hustle and the energy to do it, you're gonna you're gonna keep a job in the NBA. Um, um, what's what's guys uh, from Portland? Um, I, don't know. I mean, I think if you have any, if you're skilled at basketball, you're gonna be in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, Thibault, Thibault can't do anything else but play defense. You know what I'm saying? So, so but here's the handicap. Well, Thibault did develop a transition. He, he developed a somewhere. Well, that's 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 you develop anything, you end up becoming under. Yeah, Rose. especially right. like look at yeah. Patrick. Andre Robinson got hurt though. That's not fair. You Andre. gotta like you gotta yeah, make the Andre, 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 Andre Robinson would be in the NBA today. What, what, yeah, I, what, what you wish to look for? You have to be able to hit open threes when the ball swings to you. Like that's why. I, uh, never league, I never understood the Ben Simmons. I don't know what you guys thought of Ben Simmons when he was coming into the league, but the 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 fact that a guy who wouldn't shoot the ball was a primary ball handler always never sat right with me. So everything oh, else I, is so special. I, I'm gonna be know. honest. I believed in Ben Simmons wholeheartedly. Yeah. I, I, I didn't. Never, I never did. He was over at LSU as well. Yeah, like, there wasn't a there wasn't a part of me that thought Ben Simmons wasn't going to be a special player. Now, when I heard that, apparently, when when the issues in terms of like motor and dedication mm-hmm. came out, but, that was a concern. But in terms of like the talent, I, I there was no the part talent's of me that crazy, bro. bro. There was he no part of me that thought yeah, Ben Simmons ain't going to try. He wouldn't shoot football, the ball. Football, football, football. I'm listening to a little secret. Football, I'm listening to a little secret. You don't have to be a great shooter to provide no, 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 adequate spacing no, 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 for your team. No, no, no. I didn't say great shooter. Wouldn't. I would. Like, to yeah, be honest, I'm, but he I'm, would I'm shoot fine, the ball I'm at like LSU him. though. So like I'm coming fine. out, you wouldn't think he was gonna like, like just flat out knock the ball, the ball wide like, open. That's kind of fair. At, 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 on a wing three off a good pass, 
and wouldn't shoot. The, it's he like, wasn't doing that at LSU though. Like that's not I the know, problem. Yeah, he wasn't. Like, yeah. So if Giannis catches the ball wide open on the wing, you want him to shoot? If no. he's wide open, take the shot, bro. No, 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 no. no. every time, but bro, you can't pass it up every time. Yeah, you yes, can't pass yes, it up you every can, time, bro. Yes, you can. No, I, yes, you, yes, you, yes, you can. Do. What you can do, you can pass it up every time. You take advantage of that closeout. It's on the organization to understand what the player can do and then build around them accordingly. If like this is why Draymond Green doesn't shoot them often. Now he's shooting them more. But if you get left wide open and teams don't close out to you and you get a guard who is a good movement shooter next to him, Ben Simmons can run a dribble handoff with that guard. But and if the, if the low man is not there because he's not closing out to Ben Simmons, when he comes off that screen, he's going to be wide open. So yeah, then, that's who was JJ Reddy. That's Draymond Green's saying, bread and butter. Bro, when teams don't close out to Draymond Green, oh, here you go, Steph Curry, dribble handoff wide mm-hmm. open. No, 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 no. I've mm-hmm. never... It was egregious with Ben Simmons, bro. It was as if you're playing 2K and the shot button literally wasn't working for you. Like, and that's because they didn't put movement shooters around him, and that's what Markel Fultz would have been. And nah, that's why, I, like, Philly kind of got unlucky with the Markel Fultz thing because Markel yeah. Fultz would have been a great complement to what Ben Simmons could have uh, been. Markel Fultz, JJ Reddick around Ben Simmons would have worked. Marco Bell, I don't know. I knew he didn't work on his game over the summer. But do you, I just do knew you he think didn't. Ben and yeah, I, I think you can be zero threat as a shooter on a perimeter if you are a high IQ player who understands spacing and you are 6'10. Yes. Now, if he's, yes. if he's six but, foot uh, tall, I you can't say he didn't work on his game because his defense got markedly better every single year. I can, he didn't work on his game. His defense got markedly better every single year. And that's why, and that's why I'm disappointed in Ben Simmons. The fact he never developed his post. He never worked on his game over the summer. He never improved. The fact that he never developed his defense didn't improve. He was, he's been the same player. I don't know, man. That post up, he didn't shoot threes. I don't care. That running, care. that running left hook he does, man. He ain't come with the league with that. He worked on that, Mars. Come on, nah, he man. came into the league with his little. Bro, stop. He came into the league with that. <laughs> he's when he's running across player, the lane, the little. He's he the came same in player. With that. He had that from day one. He did not come in as like a. He's not the same player, bro. He's not the same player. His defense leveled up exponentially, bro. Yeah, his defense. Yeah, like, offensively, yeah. he's pretty similar to. Him. Do you think? Do you think Ben Simmons would have bought into to running that kind of action, like the dribble handoffs? Because I, yeah, I, yes. I, yeah. he was running with JD Redick. He yeah. was running a Marco Bellinelli. Like, he was there. They, it. they just didn't have enough movement shooters to justify running it consistently. And then no. they ran it with Embiid as well. And then I, I, yeah. would be I, in the I've always, I've always pictured him more comfortable just having the ball at the top of the key and then just running downhill. Mm-hmm. You know, I've always, yeah. I've always the pictured him. Ben, ben, ben Simmons is a transition play. You give him the ball in transition. He's not right. Yanis, but it's the similar. He's model. not a good half court player. You let Yanis exactly. run the floor. You let Yanis run the floor in transition. You let Ben Simmons run the floor in transition. They're gonna collapse. He's gonna kick out to shooters, or he's gonna go finish. And then in the half court, you can use him as a as a. He can pass probably. He can pass out the high post very well. Good floor vision. He can pass at the top of the key. He's a good screen setter. And if you get movement shooters around him, he's gonna be va- he's gonna be variable. I'm not gonna lie. If he stays healthy in Brooklyn the rest of the season, watch how they use him. Gonna make play play. I promise you're going to see the exact thing I'm talking about. Watch how they use him next to Cam Thomas and Mikhail Bridges. They're going to do the exact improved, thing I'm talking about. Yeah. If Jock Vaughn isn't... Ben Simmons is a waste of money. Him with, him with Mikhail is going to be so good. That's yeah, literally the, what they're going to do. They blew the yep. Jazz out the fucking water, bro. I couldn't believe that score. That was nuts. Ben Simmons impact, man. It's Ben Simmons impact. Yeah. I, I think being 6'10", not being able to shoot is fine. Now, six foot guards, like if you're 6'3 and can't shoot, 
I don't think you're gonna last. Describe his post game, Mars. He, he doesn't have a post game. I said he can pass out the high post. I said that. I, I'm with no, you in terms of he doesn't agree. He doesn't have a post game. Yeah, I'm with you in terms of his threat to score. He can only score in the half court. I mean, in the, in the in the full court. I'm with you. But I'm still saying he can still be valuable in the half court with his passing. I just think you need very specific pieces to, for Ben Simmons to work, and it's not worth it for a player like him, for a guy who has the ball in his hands that much, for me. And I'm, I'm we'll fine. Simmons. I'm fine. We'll that's why, Simmons that's on why I'm disappointed in how we'll good he turned out. As a number one pick, because he, I think he could have been mini Draymond. We back, but he's still a good player. Draymond's one thousand percent. Draymond's so much more viable than Ben Simmons, bro. It's crazy. Well, yeah, Draymond is better than Ben Simmons, but Ben Simmons Way better. Can, ben Simmons can be a Draymond Green for a team offensively. Better Def- defensively, no, he's, he's not better than Draymond offensively. He's really not. He can be. No, he he can. Right now, the four. Come on now. He can be. He can be definitely. His ability to finish around the rim and his size just being that much <laughs> Dude, bigger. Dude, hey, we gotta. Almost had, I, I don't know. Like, hey, I, hey, hustle, hustle, chill out, bro. Chill out. I think we sleeping on. I, I don't think he could be better. Like, I can never. I, I've seen Draymond in the game seven have thirty-seven. Oh, fake ass shooting, man. We mean, I care. Yeah, he because he shot the ball. Ben Simmons <laughs> won't even get those attempts up. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, football, football. You literally describe it. Your only example is Draymond's once in a lifetime game. No, That's literally a awesome lifetime game. Talking about that, Draymond on average will take more open shots than Ben Simmons will. Ben Simmons has shot has attempted. Has Draymond been didn't take How shots from like 2017 to like this year. How many threes Ben Simmons made his career? He stopped shooting. How many? How many threes Ben Simmons made his career? Draymond in 2022 refused to take shots. Bro. How many? How many threes? Has I don't ben think Draymond made a thousand. I don't think Draymond made a thousand. I know he's made more than MJ. How many threes has Ben yeah, Simmons made yeah. his career? Uh, ben Less than ten. Five, Come on, five. bro. Five, five. 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 <laughs> five. That's five. That's five more than you need to take, to be honest with you. You don't need to take threes. That's crazy, bro. Whatever. You don't need to take threes. Like, I don't know the How many games has Ben Simmons played? Uh, 324. Okay. That's it. So he, yeah, he, he doesn't need to take. He doesn't need to take threes. What's up with this three points? Bro, it's you have to keep it's not about necessarily making them. You gotta at least keep the defense honest somewhat. Like Giannis is not the greatest three-point shooter. He but should stop taking threes. I'm serious. Like, like, completely undefended. Giannis, Giannis, Giannis would be better if he shot zero threes a game. Yes, yeah, and that's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. No one the reason why the reason why people if if in your scenario, football. Yeah, football in your scenario, right? When when people when the ball swings and say if Giannis open on that wing, you know what people are going to do? They're still going to not hard close out. They're going to do a soft close out because at the end of the day, Giannis is still going to take going to use that space you gave him and and make be a scoring threat. So you don't have to make threes to be a scoring threat. You don't. And what I'm saying with Ben Simmons, they're literally not even going to do any soft close out, and he will still pass the ball. He won't even take advantage of that. Like I've seen it multiple times in playoff scenarios as well. So I don't know what you're talking about. I ben think three-point shooting is the least of Ben Simmons' problems. Bro, he's he, bro, he just he's just on offense. If he's not, he's just a non-player on offense. To be fair to him, I don't think Doc Rivers or Brett Brown know how to use spacing correctly. So, like, they don't. Uh, Doc Rivers yeah. is notorious for not understanding spacing. So, I don't know. yeah, they just have him on the dunker spot while he's like posting up. So I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, that's kind of like just bad offense. Like Ben Simmons, to me, to me, if he's the best player. Sorry. No, you got it. You got it. My bad. I was saying, if you're a good basketball player and you know you're a good basketball player and everyone knows you're a good basketball player, one weakness should not 
ever drop you like that. I'm sorry. Three-point shooting is not his problem. His mind is. That's yeah, and, and, yeah, and I'm with you on that. And Andrews. And Andrews. He should be more he should be more aggressive downhill. I'm with you. Andrews. But that doesn't mean I need him to shoot threes. His work ethic, his no work, his work ethic is injured, bro. Giannis should that, never that, shoot That's three. why I'm disappointed in Ben Simmons. Not because he can't shoot, but because clearly the actual effort effort to improve offensively or be aggressive offensively is where I'm like. Yeah, he just doesn't his motor sucks. Like that keeping the honest like uh, defense honest is like why Giannis like pops out for three for no reason on every pick and roll. Like he needs to stop that. Nah, yeah, that's, that's he, does that. he does that. He doesn't do that. It's not. It's not defense I know. There's nothing. It's definitely keep the defense honest. Like nah, he. I don't know why he does that. But Ben Simmons isn't a point guard. Ben Simmons is a power forward. So he's not a point guard, and I don't. He wasn't a point guard at LSU either. He's never been a point guard. They use them as a point guard. And that's another thing that coaches seem to get away with. They keep just putting people who can't shoot and making them point guards. Stan Van Gundy, Stan Van Gundy did it with Zion for no reason, just made Zion a point guard. Jason Kidd did it with Yanis, just made Yanis a point Makes guard. Makes no point. And then they did it with Ben Simmons. They can't figure out how to understand, they don't understand spacing well enough, so they just end up just putting a non-shooter on the ball because that's the only way they think they can be guarded. That's just stupid. Ben Simmons was never a point guard. He was never a point guard. He was just a good enough passer that they were like, oh, yeah, play right. number one. A good, a good enough passer is a little, a little. No, he's, and he's, he's really good. He's a good connector. He's a good connector. He's a good You can give him whatever adjective for passing you want. He's not a point guard. He's not if you, if I, I feel like if you put him on the ball, his playmaking diminishes so much in the half court setting. I think he thrives off of like four on threes. Like if you put him in like a, a ball screen with an LD shooter, and like you can just make him connected passer, like that's the, like the best way you can use him in the half court. So chase him to the Warriors. Exactly. I'm telling you. If he was playing with in Portland with Dame at some point, like that if area. Had, like if you had if you had Ben Simmons on Phoenix right now, exactly, he would help. They won in the chip. That's, that's very good. That's a very good trick. And, uh, and, and that's what I'm saying. Ben Simmons, and the, one of the problems is Ben Simmons is making max money. But right. Ben Simmons yeah. needs to be around max players. That's what he needs to be around. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fine. With, I understand the issues with having Ben Simmons. I'm not arguing against that. But Ben Simmons is an impactful basketball player in the right situation. He's just not in the right situation, and he makes too much money to be put in. The my, my thing is the right situation requires an extreme amount of talent around him. Like... Yes. So, yeah. Yes, that's how that's how ceiling raising works. Yes. That's how that's how most that's how most players are football. Unfortunately, that's how most role players, players to complement their weaknesses. No, 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 no football. That's that is how most that's how no, team no, game works. Nobody's bro. perfect, bro. Philly had the best. Players. Philly lost to what was it? What year did Philly lose? To, was it when they lost to Toronto? Twenty nineteen. They probably had the most. Twenty nineteen. If you were to. The way people were talking about Ben Simmons at the time, they had the best starting five. And after that series, people should have known that Ben Simmons wasn't that guy. That's when I absolutely knew I was right about Ben Simmons. He's yeah, but football, you hate watch. So it's like, I don't, I do I don't know watch. what you do. I truth watch. And I've been right about Ben Simmons ever since. Yeah, but it, it depends on what you expect from Ben Simmons. If you thought Ben Simmons was going to be the best offensive player on a championship team, I think you would just... I didn't. But if you... if you Do you hear what people were, how people were speaking about Ben Simmons coming into the league? And then how... Yeah, and I, I, I think calling were, him LeBron James was dumb. Like, yeah, I thought he called him LeBron Magic Johnson. I think Magic Johnson was dumb because, like I said, he's not a point guard. Yeah. 
They literally compared him and Brandon Ingram to, to LeBron James and Kevin Durant. Like, yeah, and yeah, the Brandon Ingram comparisons were stupid to me too. Yeah, but I was a I was a Brandon Ingram hater Imagine imagine comparing guy to Brandon Ingram just because he's thin. Just because he's thin. Like I'm I'm thin too. I'm Kevin Durant. Then like I was a I was a Brandon Ingram hater. So I would admit I was just hating on him. But Ben Simmons Ben Simmons in the right situation would still be impactful today. Like I'm telling if if he. How do you feel about Brandon Ingram now? He'll be on a good team. Hey, oh, Brandon Ingram's quick, guys. Elite. Yeah, when I got to go, so. I feel like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, yeah we appreciate go, you coming on. Go, good show. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I feel like Brandon Ingram should be... I don't know. He's his, like... I, he should just be driving more, I feel like. But, like, he just doesn't have the finishing talent to do it. So. And it just makes him, like... His, his shot making is, like, top of the league for me. Like, the shots he takes and makes, it's, like, so difficult. But, like, at the same time... Uh, yeah, there's, there's a there's a there's a cap on his like how efficient he can be because a he's not a good three point shooter and b because his ability to get downhill and play through contact is it's a bad like, he's gonna take he's gonna take pull-up middies if he gets obstructed that's what he's gonna do but that shot making is extremely valuable when you're playing in the half court in the postseason and you yeah. need someone to be able to create a shot I mean that's why I think Brandon is very good and also his playmaking just levels up every year in my opinion. If he was such a, if he was, if he was a better driver, like his playmaking, he could legitimately be one of the better playmakers in this league for a for a win. To be honest with you, like he's a very, he's a very good, he's a very good passer. He's a smart player. There's, there's not many wings I think are better passers than Brandon Ingram. That's that's Brandon Ingram gets bumped on that drive though. He's gonna pull up for that mid, you know. Yeah, he picks up his dribble the moment there's contact. The moment yeah, there's contact. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I do want to touch on the Ben Simmons shooting thing earlier, but mm -hmm. I do think it's like, like, well, like when Giannis takes through takes like threes i think that's a waste of, of a possession like because it's like that's it's a like turnover 90s. man i'm sorry i'm, I'm like yeah it's a turnover like Giannis shooting a three is just like you're just giving he makes team, some, he makes he he makes like some of them though like he doesn't no he's not like he's no, shooting zero percent even if I mean? it goes in i'm it's just not, like okay. it's not worth it it's not yeah. worth it yeah a Giannis 25 three is not worth my whole thing I'd is it's a bad possession. No, my yeah, whole I'd thing is Giannis game. will have times where he can even take a dribble and pull up for a three, like that wide open. Ben Simmons in the same scenario. Like you, there's some threes like, bro, I know I you're wide. You you just take the mini, bro. Just take the mini. You gotta take the three. Take bro, I'd rather Giannis go up on three people in the paint than him shoot a three. I'm gonna be honest. That's tough. I don't know. I, that would rather that because like the three is just like to me it's just a way like whenever he shoots the three I just cringe I'm like it's not going in and when it does go in I'm like damn so it's just like I, I just think the, it's a waste of position I, I think, think it's low I IQ think, I think the thing is like Giannis I think Giannis takes them mostly he he takes them because you know he's he's tired and he doesn't want to always go inside but I think also like he's trying to keep the defense respectable so that when they do close out, he can use his speed and athleticism yeah. to get right. No, I understand. No one's coming out. Even a half out. close out. No one's coming out. No one's doing what never happened. When Yanis gets the ball wide open for three, the defenders turn and get ready to rebound. Yes. They don't close out. No, no, no. Mark. Some of them even start running with transition. Perfect example, Dezo. When he was when Giannis gets hot, like in game six against Boston or game six in the finals against Phoenix, look how DeAndre eating all these guys when he was making threes, shooting at a high clip of that game. They still didn't respect him. 
Because that's, that's another problem. Game. If he makes one, he's taking three. Like I'm sorry, like he takes no. he yeah, makes one lie, of those three pointers. I want yeah, he's a Marcus Marshall. First three of the game. I want him he's to a Marcus Marshall. He's gonna take yeah. another he one. Take he's a Marcus. Yeah, 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 he's a Marcus. Yeah. He's a Marcus No, bro, I remember. No, there was. Uh, I remember this season. He's actually done a better job with that. He doesn't take as many threes. Yeah, this yeah. Season. yeah, yeah. yeah. So this Giannis. That's why. If Giannis makes his first three of the game, he might take seven threes. That's why his his field percentage is so high. He's not taking that many. I mean, but. What's it called? The problem with uh, uh like, I watched him play the Rockets one time. I think that you got you ever playing in Tate, right? Yeah, bro, he jumped on a Giannis three. I couldn't believe it. I was like, yeah, cut him. We trying, like, we trying, we trying to get Jason Tate off the team, man. I was like, cut him, bro. When I seen him jump on a Giannis three, I said, cut him. I was like, cut him. Yeah. Cut no, I mean, I'm, you, I'm can, you can, Jason you can, you can. I don't want you on my team, buddy. I don't want you on my team. You lucky talking to right now. That's you can fit you can fit contest uh, a Giannis three in order to run faster in transition, so that you can get like a fast break point instead of waiting for the rebound. So you 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 make it seem like you're going to contest, but then you just run past him. That's true. Like Ben Simmons doesn't even look like he's going to shoot. Like bro, I don't I don't know, bro. I've seen. I don't I've know why seen... we criticize people for being conscious of what they can and can't do. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing at all. Like Westbrook shouldn't have been shooting shots for like a couple years now. Like, I'm gonna be, yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like when I used to watch guys like John Wall shoot threes oh when defenders go under God. screens, he was that's so bad. Bad. there's a reason they're going under, yeah. sir. Yeah. You can't shoot. Yeah. Stop doing it. He was bad for mid too. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I'm he wasn't good. I, I understand. I understand the idea of if a defender's going under, you have to punish them by being able to make the shot. But also, they're going under because you can't shoot. Okay, You're okay. giving Pause, them what they want. They want you to shoot. Let that me shot. get off a quick. Let me get off, get off a quote unquote three point shooting with Ben. Where on the floor is Ben Simmons proficient offensively as a as in terms, a of, in terms of scoring? Five feet inside in the paint, bro. Yeah, five feet. In About four feet. About I, two I, feet. I, question two. Question two. Where offensively scoring is Zion effective? Uh. In the paint, like two feet, three feet in. But guess you what? See, His motor is way higher than Ben Simmons, yeah. though. So is it? See how you can, yeah. <laughs> but that is the point. point. You're making my point. You're making my point. That's the, the point issue, we're the trying to make. The issue isn't that Ben Simmons can't shoot. The issue is that he doesn't want to score. Because all of us agree with you. No, all, yeah. of, all of us agree with you that yeah, Ben Simmons you're right, you're right. isn't an aggressive score. We all agree. Where we disagree is that you think he needs to take jump shots. Just, okay, not, okay. Not all the time, but bro, like there's just some situations where it's like good ball movement. Like, bro, just I don't know, bro. I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. There's there's like I've seen it before, and it's like I'm gonna go back to Draymond Green because it's a good comparison. Right. Like, there's times where Golden State's offense will run and the and Draymond Green is wide open at the top of the key. Like, like clearly that's the best shot you're gonna yeah, get. Yeah, shoot position. it. Like shoot that, it. you're not gonna get anything else. Like that's yeah. the that's, no the possession has deemed that this that's is what I mean. Ben, ben Simmons take won't take shot. those ones. No, he I get it. I get it, but like if he does take it, how often are you getting those shots? It's not a big no, deal. That's no, no. what I'm trying to tell you, football. It's not I, that, that would maybe that would maybe be one three a game or one yeah, every other. Like, that's not happening that often. No, but like he's never gonna make it. So it's not like he's leaving points on the board. Like we know I, he wouldn't make it if he shot. Like to so. me, I think the Draymond Green comparison is disrespectful to Draymond Green, bro. To be honest, like Draymond Green's a far is. superior offensive like shooter. Than Ben Simmons, or just, not just football. I promise you, football. I promise you. His, his his shooting does not make him 
is not the main reason why he's over the top better offensively than Ben Simmons. It's not. Dr- Draymond from like 2017 to like 2022 was not shooting the ball like at all. Like, come on, like, bro. He, he not, refused to take shots in like no, certain years. I think, I think Mars had a great point. Like, when it comes to shorter players, it's worse. Like, when Russell Westbrook's at the top of the key and Draymond Green's in the paint, like, just, just like guarding Kawhi, like helping on Kawhi and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you're 6'3, you got to shoot that shot. Like, you can, you're not bringing enough value in other places for you not to be able to shoot. And that's why Chris Poole at this point of his career is a liability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I just wish Ben Simmons had a better post game if he's not going to take like open shots. We like, we agree with you. We agree yeah, with you. Like that's it. Every Chris Paul jumper is short. Football, that's football wants football wants every large forward to be like LeBron. That's what he wants. What does that What does that have to do with? I never mentioned LeBron. Because your hate for Giannis is completely opposite of what you're saying right now. Can but I go I ahead. Some, I, I, I hate Giannis. I'm, I'm can telling I, can the truth. Can I read some super chats? Can I read some super chats? Yes. Let's get some super They're chats. They're not getting back Mars. to the finals. Oh, That's no, all no, I said. Okay. Can I read some super chats? My Thank bad. You. Okay. Pimp named Slickback. He said, We also have to acknowledge, too, that there's a gambling element. Even the best scouting departments miss on elite prospects happens every year. Yes, I agree. They're, they're, you're never going to know everything about a prospect. I think. I think there's some prospects where it's pretty obvious what they were going to be in. Some, I think, I think some front offices overthink things. If I'm honest, I, I do genuinely think they just over overthink things. Yeah. Um, for example, um, if I if I were to think about it, Chet Holmgren not being the number one pick, I think was them just overthinking. I think they just over. That was the K draft. Mars, no, that was, that was that was I, the Paolo job, and I and I think I Paolo like Paolo too. though. I like Paolo. I, I like Paolo too. But I think Paolo's Chet, Chet Holmgren was so clearly the best prospect in that class. But I still so think good. Paolo they were, can be they better. Were, I'm they were so concerned about the weight, so concerned about his ability to play. Rightfully play so, he got NBA injured the first time he stepped on. Which is fine. Which is fine. But when there's such, in my opinion, such a clear gap in terms of who the better prospect is. Chet I think Paolo could be better. Pick. I'm not gonna lie. Still, Chet not being the number one pick was just them overthinking it. In my, I have, I have a question. What do you think about? What do you think about? I, do, I think the only reason he wasn't number one is because they overthought it. In my opinion. What, what do you think about? What do you think about teams like drafting for fit instead of like the best player? Like, what do you think about that? It makes. Sense I think that's fine depending on the team. If you if you have your franchise player, and that and then the best player available in the draft plays the same position as your franchise player, I'm fine with you drafting for fit. But if you have no franchise player and you're drafting for fit, you've lost your mind. Like, also, if you have the first, if you have the first overall pick and you're not going to draft the the best player, trade the pick. Right. Oh yeah. I, I, no. No. It depends on the draft. It depends on the draft. It really depends on the draft. Like if you're no, I mean, don't end up with Anthony Bennett. Just, just. No, no, no. I'm saying I'm saying it depends on the draft. It depends. It depends on the draft. Like Wimby, if Wimby, like say if Trey Young was on the Spurs, the Spurs are still pick Wimby number one. Period. If you're the Wizards this year and you don't oh, yeah. draft the shooting right. guard because you have Jordan Poole, you're out of your mind. If you're a team of no franchise player, you take the best player available every time. The Wizards, have no, the Wizards have no reason to have Alex Saar available and say, you know what? Daniel Gafford, we believe in you. No, you take no Alex Saw. You take Alex. I mean, if, you're, if your team can't no get more than twelve wins, yeah, you should probably draft uh, like the, the Pistons. The Pistons. If you get if you get the number one pick, I don't care if you have Jalen Duran, James Wiseman, Isaiah Stewart. 
You take Alex Saar. I'm sorry. You have to. I'm not. I don't know. Ron Holland might be a good fit for them. The, like, the reason all that. You don't is... take Ron Holland with the number one. Not <laughs> <laughs> Ron Holland, man. The, the you trade down. You do, you do what Danny Ainge did and you trade down. I'm the fine reason... with that. You trade down, but you don't use the number one pick. If y'all want it off, I'll take it off. Is the Warriors drafting James Wiseman instead of Lamelo because like they needed a big? What did you like? You still think like in hindsight, of course, we can see James Wiseman didn't pan out. But back then, I know. But back then, what would you have done? Would you have drafted Lamelo? I would. I I said if I was the Warriors, I I say this all the time. If I was the Warriors, because I didn't believe in James Wiseman coming, the what I would have done was trade down, and the two players I was looking at was Tyrese Halliburton and Denny Avdia. They would have no, Mar- no Bagley. I would have in what year? Bagley. Bagley, Bagley wasn't the same Bagley year. No, Bagley was twenty eighteen. Oh my bad. But, oh, my hey, bad. Bagley, <laughs> Bagley is another one where the Kings. No, but that was France. But... That was Wagner. Wagner. Oh, Wagner yeah, was in that. Dumb. That's why I say. That's why I say. This was in twenty twenty. I'm. I'm not saying I hit on every draft pick. Like there was obviously better players than Denny Abdia in the draft at the time. But if I was the Warriors, what I would have done was trade down for either Tyrese Halliburton or Denny Abdia. That's what I would have done. And the Warriors had their own Tyrese. Denny Abdia had tremendous feel for the game when he was coming in. Played pro overseas. Was a better shooter than what he probably has been in the NBA so far. He's having. He's having a. He's he's shooting pretty good this year. The defense, the the connective passing, the IQ. Had a little decent post game as well. Like Denny Abdia was a good prospect to me that the Warriors would have liked. So I would have went. And Tyrese Halliburton was the second best passer in the draft, in my opinion. After Lamelo, Tyrese Halliburton was the second best draft passer in the draft. I believed in the jump shot translating. Personally, I believed in it. So I thought he could. I thought he could space the floor, and he was a tremendous passer. That's mm-hmm. something Golden State would like. Now I didn't mm-hmm. like. I didn't like Lamelo to Golden State because I think Lamelo had a higher ceiling than what Golden State could have done for him. So I, I'm I'm fine with them not taking him. This is why I would have traded why I would have traded down. But they yes, wanted to take James Wiseman. And I could have told them James Wiseman was not gonna work. I honestly would have traded the pick all, all together. Instead of trading down, you could trade the pick for I don't I don't agree with that. Don't, yeah, but I don't I know think, what was available for them. I think if James Wiseman was now let's say if it was a big that we you thought it was gonna pan out, right? I think taking a big at that yo, somebody's echoing, I don't know who it is. But um I think if there was a big that we thought was going to pan out, them picking a big at that spot, I thought was perfectly fine. Because if James Wiseman really lived up to who he was supposed to be, then I think we're talking about the Warriors in a whole entire different light right now. But, yeah, but that, what, that big didn't exist in the draft. So that's the problem. And that's fine. That's fine. My whole thing is, and the question with Ace 30 was like, um, like just pick uh-huh. the be- picking picking the best available, or like what your team <laughs> needs. In my head, in my head, if James, w- let's say Lamella was the best available, but if James Wise was a guy that I thought could work out, a guy that I uh, is he gonna be better than Lamelo? Probably not. But is he gonna be a serviceable crew and a serviceable best man for this future for the team and the future of this team? Yeah. And I don't <laughs> so, think that's a bad pick. I'm, if there's a, if there's a also all NBA ceiling player and you take someone who can be serviceable with the number two pick you're not doing the job well no James Watson James Watson I'm by serviceable I meant like all-star level all NBA probably not but all-star level at the number two pick that people thought at the big I th- I don't think that's bad yeah and, and that's why and that's why I think the Warriors I think the front office didn't do a good job drafting because I'm gonna be honest if they really thought James Wiseman after playing three games in college, uh-huh. basically being a high school center, yeah, that's and, a whole different that level of upsides. 
I think they I think they were stupid. I think they took James Wiseman because he a lot was of pretty con- he was pretty unanimously a top three prospect in the class. Coming out mm-hmm. of high school, I think he was ranked number one. So he was pretty mm-hmm. unanimously like considered one of the top three prospects. And I think mm-hmm. they just took him because he was the best big man prospect in the class. I don't think yeah. they did their I don't think they did their due diligence. I'm sorry. I, there's no way there's and, no way I was aware of all the flaws James Wiseman has, and they weren't. There's no hey, way. hey, and if you want to talk about the the lack of insight on who James Wiseman really was, that's a completely different discussion. But if you got a guy where sorry, I keep hiccuping. But like, if you got Victor's an anomaly, but so I'm not. I'm Victor goes number one in every draft to ever exist. Yeah, I can't. I can't even no say. No team would ever cross even, on him. Exactly, I can't say Victor, but let's say. Oh my God, I'm trying to think of a. This hasn't been a lot of bigs to pan out, so it's kind of annoying right now. Because you got Joel, right? Okay. Let's say Joel was available at that spot, him coming up, and the Golden State Warriors take him. That's fine with me. Yeah, but Joel's upside was far superior. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. The only reason Joel wasn't the only reason Joel wasn't probably the number one pick. Well, Andrew Wiggins was going number one. The only reason he wasn't the number two pick is because of health concerns. It's literally because of that, yeah. That's what I'm saying, Dub. You wouldn't if you were the Warriors, you're not gonna pick and be if he's available. He had injuries coming into the team league. I still would have picked him. The hell? What? Why wouldn't they have picked him? Because they because they coming off injuries. They were trying to be yeah, they were trying to be they thought James Wiseman was gonna impact their team right away, which is why it was a dumb pick. Yeah, I don't that's why it was that right there is why it was a dumb pick. They thought James Wiseman was ready to contribute to an NBA winning team. That made no sense. No sense at all. It's zero sense. They were trying to be competitive because they thought they didn't. This was before Clay Thompson tore his Achilles. So um, was it? Yeah, before he tore his Achilles. Yeah. So they thought they were getting Clay Thompson back next year. Steph's going to be back. Draymond's going to be there. We need a big who can help us right away get right back to championship contention. So you know what? Let's get this big right out of high school. And it, and it turns out they had that big on the roster the entire so time. The, so <laughs> I can't really find a big man right now. But I, what I, my argument is really on the surface of and take the take the big man out of it if there's a position that you think could be very serviceable for your crew especially right now or and especially for later years to come to be an all-star level player sounds like somebody's snoring can you yeah i was gonna say somebody sleep you take yeah somebody's snoring or something your breath is all in the mic but my (laughs) whole my whole point is even though that there could be somebody better if that guy's better suited for your team for now and probably in the future I can understand why somebody's going to sit here and take that guy. Because you, like you said before, it's about finding those superstars and complimenting those superstars, right? So I'm not of the belief of we're just going to amass this talent around and keep trying to build all uh, – keep trying to find all of these superstars in the rough because then you find a scenario kind of like similar to the Houston Rockets where everyone's going to want to show out, everyone's going to want to sit here and have the ball, and everyone's going to sit here and try to prove themselves when it's like – Nah, it's not. So you that's... don't like the position we're in. You said what? You don't like the position we're in. Now, 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 you guys are good, but because it seems like you guys are establishing more roles right now. But especially uh, in the last few years, like bro, y'all was just. Oh yeah, yeah, last year. Last few years, I, I, think, pretty... I think our drafts have been spectacular. I, I, I think your I drafts think, have been I good. Think we but... made the right pick every single time. Yeah, but my whole thing is. There was moments where, especially with KPJ, uh, Jalen Green there, well, we, and that's Sandra. Huh? 
being draft KPJ. He was yeah, like, I know you ain't drafting, but just amassing that much talent on a crew with guys mm-hmm. really trying to be themselves and find themselves, it's kind of hard for people to establish a role when you got a bunch of people, young guys trying to prove themselves in the league. You feel me? Okay, yeah. So I if I'm if I'm drafting LaMelo one year and then I'm drafting Luca, like Luca, and then who's who's before? It was LaMelo after Luca. Then who's another guard, Mars? You know, John Morant was in between both of those drafts. So if I'm trying to get Luca, Lamelo, and John Morant all on the same team, like bro, like that's crazy. Like, there's I don't see how that's gonna fit with each other because they all need to sit here and find themselves as NBA players. But so, but the yeah, the I NBA, agree. But that's, that's why before you, sorry, but before you came, that's why I said if you already have mm-hmm. like the future of your franchise in a certain position, like if you, if you draft Luca in 2018. And anyone who watched Luca in Europe knows he should have been the number one pick, but he wasn't. That's besides the point. And then you get him. You see his rookie year. Okay, we have something special. In 2019, rolls around, and uh, and uh, um, the Mavericks get the number two pick. Mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine with them not taking Jamarin. I understand them not taking Jamarin. If okay, they were to take R.J. Barrett, I understand it because you already have the transcendent player in that okay. position. So that makes sense. But when you're the Golden State Warriors. And you're like, okay, we got Steph. Clay Thompson's coming off an injury. We got Draymond Green. So what two positions are there in need? We just got Andrew Wiggins, who people are questioning. The last position is the big man position. I'm sorry, James Wiseman was not that answer. I understand why they took him. I think everyone understands why they took him. But it was mm-hmm. just a dumb pick. That what they could have done, trade the pick, which is mm-hmm. common sense. Many teams were willing to offer up something valuable for that second pick. Or move down in the draft. I'm, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I wholeheartedly believe, and there's no proof of this, if James Wiseman didn't get picked number two, I don't think he goes number three. I don't think he goes number three. I think James Wiseman probably at the fifth pick in that draft. Gen- I genuinely believe that. I think other teams did their due diligence. Who were the other bigs in that draft? Bigs? Onyeka. Onyeka Kongu, Jalen Smith, Isaiah Stewart. Poku, shout out Poku. Poku's not a big. Poku's not. A big. <laughs> but yeah, um, in the first round it was Jalen Smith, Onyeka, Kongu, and it wasn't a lot of bigs in this draft. I'm like, it wasn't a bit. It wasn't a big man draft for us at all. And that's why. That's why yeah, the Warriors. They were. They the Warriors were just scored that draft. They just made the wrong decision. That's what they. They just made the wrong decision. Okay, I got you. Uh, did you talk about what to look for in an NBA player? Yes. Yeah, we've been yeah. speaking about that for practically the whole time. That's why I still got some super chats to read because we've just been talking. Oh, go ahead, read super chats, yeah. man. So, drink more water says, as you describe what you look for, can you name a player that displays those traits? Those traits coming out, for example, I want guards to have fast defensive feet, and Lonzo had some of the fastest feet I've seen. Poor Lonzo, man. Um, he's coming back next year, man. Shout out to my Bulls. You know what I'm saying? Man, he is not going to be the same. I'm, 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 I'm hoping he's the same, but I have a. Very, he's gonna be on Jonathan Isaac. Hey, let's 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 just yeah, you know, yeah. let's, let's, he, he's let's gonna he's gonna put, he's he's gonna be maxed out at like fifteen minutes, and it's yeah, let's just let's just not put any pressure on him, man. Let's just let him let's just let him. But any any pressure. of the traits, um, well, the trait, like I say, the traits in terms of feel for the game that I look for, Luca was like the clear one. That's a fundamental. I'm not gonna lie, Luca not being the number one pick is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. I don't I don't understand how anyone saw the 2018 draft class. Who was number one pick at DeAndre Ayn? Ayn, yeah. 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 Yikes. I, it was it, Arizona, it, man. A whole it time. It makes man. no that's one of the oh, so Mars. That makes <laughs> so the reason why that was because that was that was the last year and from over here where we still were skeptical of the Euros. 
Unfortunately, that that's what it was. Yeah, that that was basically it. That like it, it the fact that there was even questions of who the best prospects in the class was was ridiculous. Oh. DeAndre Ayton to me wasn't even a top three pick, but that's besides the point. But the, him not being the number one pick was so dumb, so dumb. The feel, that's why I say teams overthinking it. There's no way you pass on No way. I want to ask you this. I'm why because I was having this conversation, this debate last night on Gridiron. I just want to know. I'm curious. What makes somebody a bust? Is somebody a guy in is DeAndre Ayton a bust number one? Uh, he had some good years. I'm not gonna lie. He's not a bust. I don't, I don't you can't call him a bust. The, the last bust. number one pick that I would call a bust is Michael Fox. Yep, that's fine with me. And oh. that, and I think so it's unfortunate that Michael's yeah, so what makes somebody he, he what, wasn't gonna be what makes somebody a bust? Because I was arguing with Trent and he was saying I think every bust is somebody who didn't live up to their expectation. But I do think that let's say if somebody's expectations is so high, but they're still valuable in a sense, but they just haven't met those expectations. I don't classify them as a bust. Andrew Wiggins? Yeah. He called Andrew Wiggins. No, Ben Simmons is a perfect example. Ben Simmons is a bust. Ben Simmons is not a bust. I don't care what you say. To me, no, I, no, I, you I, like I, I said, you compare I, I, all your yeah, forwards to LeBron. Yeah, but, but you said you didn't even expect him to be good. Why bringing this shit up? Yeah, but you, because, you just said, oh, because based on what you said, football, football. Yeah. football. You said it earlier. Football, you said it earlier. No, I'm going to mind what you said. You said, based off the expectations Ben Simmons had in comparison, he had coming to the league. That's why he underachieved. That was literally 20 minutes into the combo. And of yeah, course, that's, that's yes. the I don't, word, right? You know what? I'm but not no, even no, – I'm no, not no, big – My, th my no, thing no. with you is if you – you said earlier you knew Ben Simmons wasn't going to be what other people were calling him. You said that. I so said if you, you. Yeah, so if you didn't think he was going to be that, how He's is he a bust to you? Because the general consensus was different. Uh, I can't. I can't call someone a bust based on other people's opinions. No, no, no. But, they, but they, 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 they were just wrong. They were just wrong. That'd be like me having an opinion of a, of an album saying it's not a classic, but everyone else thinks it's a classic. I, what am I supposed to do? It's not a classic. It's not a classic. It's not a classic. If everyone, I can't say someone's a bust if they did what I expected them to do. Well, when where did Bantams get drafted? One number one. He's one. So he's a bust then. He, no, he was definitely not a bust. He was definitely not a bust. Is Ben Simmons better, worse, or just as good as you thought he would be? Well, he's just as good because he hasn't done shit. <laughs> so how's he a bust? So this is what you how's he a bust? If he met, he he met your expectations. He met your expectations. He met your expectations. How is he a bust to you if he met your expectations? No, he's a bust because he... Because he got drafted number one. If he got drafted 20th, that's who different. are you drafting that's over him point. in that draft? You guys are being like... semantics, bro. He's a bust. <laughs> well, it's not semantics, but my my the reason why I have a different like definition of bust for me, like I don't know how to explain it, but if I if you get drafted to a team, so let, let's you we can use Ben Simmons as an example. Why not? Ben Simmons gets drafted to the Sixers. If Ben Simmons were to get drafted by the Sixers and then not be great. And then get traded and then turn out great. That pick's still a bust, in my opinion, because he didn't do the team that picked him didn't get the value for him. Does that oh, make sense? Yeah, they yeah. used the pick on him and he's providing the value elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the ones but who wasted I, the pick, I so the think, pick didn't work out but, for us. But are you saying? Are Does you that saying, make sense? 
Are you saying that that, that would mean he was a the bust? The pick's or, a bust. Or, the pick is a bust. Oh, the That's pick's a bust. Pick. Okay. Like, okay. I, I can't. I can't say someone's the pick wasn't a bust for like because so you like went and provided value elsewhere. When so Wiggins was a bust. And he's not paid a lot. So Wiggins was a bust for you. Yeah. Well, the Cavs, if they view getting Kevin Love as in terms of value for the pick. Then no, he's not a bust. Oh if no, that's no. How they, if that's he can't be a bust if they what traded him over. Like he didn't even play a game in Cleveland. He can't be a bust because they no, traded I'm, him. I'm saying no, but I'm Kevin saying Love. the reason why Wiggins wouldn't be a bust for the Cavs is because they got value for Wiggins. Yeah, they yeah. got Kevin Love and that Minnesota. Is he a bust for Minnesota? Yes, yeah. he didn't provide value for. They got rid of their franchise player mm-hmm. and got Andrew Wiggins, who didn't do much for. Them. That's a bust. <laughs> that's a number one pick. You traded a franchise guy, got a number one pick, and got that. That's a that's a bust. But like him being him being valuable in Golden State, how does that benefit the Timberwolves? Okay, so Ben because Simmons is not a bust. So Ben Simmons is not a bust because he provided value to the Sixers. Yeah, he put plenty of value. How much value? Yeah, but then, but then, then you could, but then you could argue. He was a deep point. He was, deep point point he was one of the best defenders in the league for five years. I mean, he, but they, I, I would have. Yeah, call that makes sense. I wouldn't call him. That makes sense because, like, the average the average NBA career is about five years. So yeah, got most valuable out of for five years. Yeah, that don't make him a bust. Yeah, so. Yeah, so like that, that like that's how I'm viewing a bus. Like if I'm like it's the same way. If you ask me who the best number one pick is, it's not about who the best player getting drafted number one was. It's who provided the most value for that pick, which is why to me Tim Duncan is easily the best number one pick of all time. Because mm, what he did to the Spurs. Because mm. no, nah, what, nah, what LeBron left. gave the Cavs was what Tim Duncan gave the Spurs. Mm. The teams that drafted him, Tim Duncan mm. provided way more value. Way more value for a number one pick, in my opinion. But LeBron James is exponentially, well, not exponentially, much better than Tim Duncan. Much better. But as a number one pick, nah. it's why I don't rate Shaq very highly as a number one pick. It was four years, and then he left. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that's not a, that's not a tremendously valuable number one pick to me. So that, that's how. That's, that's how a new way. That's a new so way. So how many? Daddy, I've never heard anybody rank it like that. Let me ask you this: Who's who's better number one overall picks over Shaq? Uh, I'm gonna last. I mean, let me remember. Let me just remember number one picks. Okay, so let's just go back. Let's just go back. So Magic Johnson, Magic Johnson, a better number one pick. Mm -hmm. Um, Kareem is a better number one pick. Yep. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with Kareem. I'm not going all the way back to the fifties. I'm sorry. Um, Hakeem. Hakeem's a better number. I was thinking about James Worthy. I don't know how I feel about James Worthy. James Worthy probably is a better number one pick. James Worthy's a better number one pick. Bill Russell? Russell? No. Bill Russell was number two. He got traded. Bill Russell got drafted number two? I think so, yeah. I think so. Who got drafted? So due to this little criteria, would David Robinson be a better number one overall pick than Shaq? Probably. Yeah, David Russell is a better number one pick than Shaq, yeah. What about Anthony Davis? I think Patrick Ewing's a better number one pick. Ooh, that's a good one. Oh wow, that's a great. Um, one. I'm mad. I'm not clipping anymore. I'm not. Gonna no, watch. I think Shaq is a better number one pick than AD. Yeah, what about I AD? think so too. I think. So. No, I think Shaq's Shaq over AD. Yeah, Shaq. Um, probably got over AD. Tim Duncan, obviously. LeBron's a better number one pick than Shaq. Dwight, I think Dwight Howard is Orlando's best number one pick. Mmm. Yeah, you're so lucky. You're so lucky. I'm not clipping this. What about Kyrie? Like, you're what about Kyrie? Be lucky, bro. Kyrie about number one pick than Shaq. No. 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 I don't think so. I don't think so. And then none of none of these more recent ones. 
None of these more recent ones, none of them. Yeah. Well, Victor's gonna overshadow. Yeah, Victor will be obviously. And yeah, and I'm not I'm I'm not saying any of these guys are better than Shaq was in Orlando. I'm mm -hmm. just saying they provided more value to the team that drafted them mm -hmm. than Shaq did leaving in free agency after four years. That's it. Because it's not even like they got anything back for him. He just That's left. Crazy. Not getting anything but back for Shaq. They, they drafted Shaq and then four years later they lost him. Like that, how much value? Yes, he got to the finals. Cool. Yes, he turned a franchise around. Other people did that too, and were there for decades, for a decade, decade plus, twelve years. Finals appearance for Patrick Ewing, Hakeem got two rings, Kareem got a ring and was there for seven years. So, yeah, that, that's how that's where I'm at with it. That's where I'm at with it. Dwight was um, in Orlando yeah. for seven years, I think. I mean, Kyrie yeah. seven years, I think. Yeah, seven. So, yeah, yeah that, that's answer your question. No, to answer your question, I got I don't. I, I think I got a different take on bus. I think we as fans put the wrong blame on players when it comes to bus. I think GMs should take the majority of the blame for being the bus. Why? Because it's their job. Like, as a player, no matter how well you do it at the amateur level, no matter what your interviews or workout go on, at the end of the day, you can't control when you get drafted. So if I'm a guy like Wes Unsell, and we rarely get the number one pick in, what, in the Wizards, and I waste my number one pick on Kwame Brown, you're the bus. Kwame couldn't help who he was. You're the, you waste our number one pick. We don't get these often. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Oh, do you so think you that's think... Kwame Brown or was just a bad situation? Nah, that's who Kwame Brown was. Both. I think it was both because because if you um they did a, a scout report on what he was. He he didn't keep himself in shape. Like they they gave they um like when you try to push yourself in workouts and like in practices, you literally have what you call exercise asthma, which simply means you're not conditioned enough to be playing at this level. So he just it was both. Is Greg Oden a bust? Is Greg Oden, like, do you blame Portland for taking Greg Oden? I don't. No. I don't. I don't. No, that's like stuff like that. That's just you get injured. Like people can't. Like Sam Bowie. Like like Ralph Sampson. Those guys who got like crazy career injury. Um, career injuries. No, nah, I don't blame anybody. That's just Wait, what about what about Derrick Rose? Derrick Rose a bust? No. 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 So I asked. I asked somebody. Yeah, that I was actually. gonna say you better watch your mouth because because people be including injuries. <laughs> people be including injuries, right? In their definition of what classifies somebody's bus, because there's a multitude of people that say Greg Oden's a bus. So in my head, like Derrick Rose would have to be a bus too. Yeah, if you can I'll say this. I think I think the pick is a bus. I think the pick is a bus, but I don't think the player's a bus. Yeah. Okay. Like Portland has clearly made the wrong pick, but I don't think Greg Oden, the player, is a bus because he never got to play. That's just unfortunate. But the pick is a bus. Portland got a number one pick and wasted it. I think it's so foul. Derrick so like Rose, Rose a bus? Because my no, whole thing Rose, is... Derrick Rose still provided tremendous value for Chicago. For, for how long? That's a fact. Like seven, eight years? That's so like Derrick Rose, so he came as a rookie. Derrick Rose is not a bus, bro. Derrick Rose came in. He was a very good player. Rookie. Was he rookie? I think he was, right? You, uh, let me check. Let me was, check. Let me was, check. I think he was, he was a rookie. Yeah, he was a rookie. Rookie of the year. And then the next year, already an all-star level player. I don't know if he made the all-star team, but he was already an all-star level player. Then... MVP level season already. Then the next mm -hmm. year, playing at an all-star level, gets hurt in the postseason, which is unfortunate, mm -hmm. but is still an all-star level player. Then 2013, I don't think he plays, or if he does play, nope. it's very little, right? 2014, nah, he yeah, doesn't he, play. He, he, he plays missed, 10 yeah, games. he missed all that year. And, yeah, and then so, so then you missed the two years in between where injuries, cool. 2015, with Jimmy Butler now winning most improved player, I think that's the year he won it. Yep. The Bulls are a very good team yeah, again. But Hit the shot. Derek Rose, Rose. Rose is still a pretty good player in 2015. 
No. Pretty good, bro. Yes. No, he hit that shot no, in the playoffs. No, 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 no. Bro, he's not a boss. Derrick Rose is not, he was, You don't think Derrick Rose in 15 bro. was a pretty good player? He was not all star caliber. He's a pretty good player. He's not a bust. He was bro. solid. Bust is like you're terrible. He was a pretty good to league, bro. He's not a bust. Derrick Rose, because Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose is not pretty good to you. Because without his athleticism, you know, I think the postseason, let me let me check right here. I think the post no, even the postseason was bad for him. Like was he not good in 2016 in the postseason? 2016 against the Cavs and stuff. Was he not good? That's no, no, 20, that's, that's 2015. 20, oh, yeah, that's 2015. He hit that game winner, but he wasn't great, and he wasn't great in the postseason. In the regular season, he wasn't great as well. You know, him having to rely more on jump shots because his athleticism wasn't what it was was what wasn't what it was anymore. Really hurt his game, and that season right there. I mean, he was what he was 17 a game on 40 and 28. Like that's crazy to me. Now I do think he was probably a good ball handler for that crew still, but. He just the wasn't. That's not a bust, yeah. though. That's just but he was. No, no. We're well, talking I said about was a pretty good player. If you, uh, he was, I mean, semantics, I guess. I yeah, he was. He wasn't. He wasn't moving me, honestly. Like that. Uh, that's fine. That's fine. Rose wasn't. I, I would. I wouldn't consider that a bust. Right. But I wouldn't consider it a great pick. But but Mars. But this is my thing, right? And this was this was the point I was telling Trent because he was saying if you don't live up to your expectations and you get hurt. You know, you're a bust. So in my head, I'm like, all right, if you have in that state of mind. Oh, then Derrick Rose would have to be a bust by that. I, he has to be. By yeah, that I mean, even, logic, yeah. Even though he won an MVP, Derrick Rose, at the end of the day, had three solid good years of being a, a like a top 10 caliber player. Everything outside of that was underwhelming, and he was hurt. What if he won a ring in 2011? He's still a bust. How? No, no way. Wait, wait, no wait. way. Bill Walton? Yeah. To me, I don't rank it like that. Me personally. No, would, would he have to be a bust based on this logic in your mind? I think by based off of that logic, he needs to be a bust too. I would so too. So you, for not to be a bust, you need to give like 10 years of good play, I guess. Yeah, no, but I don't know the standard. I don't know your standard. Not even, not, yeah, even, not, even, not even 10 years, bro, but. You were you were supposed to be this great tier of uh, 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 caliber of player, so much expectations, and then at the end of the day, you want to say injuries. Sure, injuries got there to the point where you could never live up to that. And I mean, did, any, did, any, did anyone expect Derrick Rose to win MVP that in his third year? Hell no, no. Not exactly. nobody did. Everybody expected exactly. him to be good. Like, everybody expected I think, him to be yeah, good. I think if you're a number one pick and you bring, if you're a number one pick and you bring the team a championship, I don't think you can be a bust. Impossible. Even if you bring a championship in the first season and you never play again, right. the pick was worth it. Oh, that's fine with me. It was worth it. Uh, it's priceless. Okay, if it's a championship, that's cool. Because the team I never said Len Bias was a bust. The crazy, I said the pick the crazy part is and I the, on that. I the crazy part. The crazy the crazy part is like y'all think I'm saying Derrick Rose is a bust. <laughs> I'm not saying he is. Like I don't yeah, rank it like that. Trent would have had to say he is. Trent yeah, would have yeah. had to say that. That's what I'm saying. People who value that uh, uh, MVP uh, bust like that should be saying things like this. I don't. I don't think any of them are busts because I don't. But I would ask. About- I would ask Trent or anybody with that perspective. Like, okay, when you say expectations, are you talking about expectations of the masses or your personal expectations? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If you expect, if people expect Wemby to be the goat. And then you end up hearing takes like, That's what I asked him. You know what? He so ends funny? up being Hakeem. He's a bust. Like, that's crazy. And I asked him. I said, all right, cool. If Victor Wembanyama doesn't finish. T- who is typing? Yo, somebody is typing an essay, bro. Hard as hell. Yes. I asked Trent. I was like, yo, <laughs> if 
if Victor doesn't finish as a top 10 player and he finishes as top 50 all time, is he a bust? And he told me yes. No. That's insane. I don't, no, and I, don't I was just understand. sitting there like, bro, there's no way we're doing this. I don't understand that, and I don't understand just because that's, my whole thing that's is his expectations. Remember, that's to me. No, no, but, no, no, but Dezo, at that point, you're disregarding court to me, yeah, you're disregarding all the work the player put in because he's not meeting your expectations. That's the point. Yeah, my whole thing is a bust for me is simple. If you are like a, t- a high pick, a lottery pick, and everything. And you are so bad to the point where you shouldn't even be in the league, bro. That's when you're a bust to me. Right, now, right. if you're getting hurt, that's something that you can't control. So I don't even use that point, use that against you. But if you are sitting here so bad with your level of play where you should not even be in the league at all, nah, you're a bust. Ben Mars, is a bust. Hashim to beat. Hashim to beat bust. Hashim to beat for real, bro. Alex Led. Alex Led's a bust too. Mars, Mars, uh, is uh is Jalen Green is Jalen Green on his way no, to no. becoming a bust? Someone doesn't watch the Houston Rockets. Yeah, have I you don't, seen him the last five games? Hold on, buddy. That's like 30 a game. I don't know what bus average 29 and 8 over a five game uh, stretch. I'm your bust did that. I'm your bust. That's insane. That's actually I'm your bust did that. But yeah, so that's my definition of a bust. It's not it's mainly have to do with how you're performing on the I'm court. Sure. Like James Wiseman, he's not he's a bust, actually. Like he's clearly yeah. a bust. He has to be. Mars, well, not according to Mars, because he always thought he was bad. So that's a that's a fact. Yeah, he, also, he's do, a, well, I didn't think he was I, I didn't think he'd be, still be unplayable, but yeah. Also, do NBA teams sleep on these four college uh four-year college players? I think recently teams are starting to draft four-year guys, but NBA teams draft off potential too much versus fit and helping out right away from drink more water. I don't think it's an age. If you're yeah. a lottery team, I don't think you should ever take a four-year player. Unless, like, you're a lottery team, like, if you, like, when the Warriors lost in the play, that type of lottery team, mm-hmm. where they took Moses Moody with that pick, mm-hmm. I understand that. And I'm not saying Moses Moody a four-year player. I'm just saying, if they were to take a four-year player there, that makes sense. But if you're a top seven team in the draft, mm-hmm. winning 26 games, and you take a four-year player, I, I, don't, I don't get it. There's like, just so many... The Pacers t- took Chris Duarte. I don't know why they did that. That's a waste of a pick. That's a stupid pick. Basketball is a global game. So you, the, the way prospects don't have – the best prospects don't have to go to college anymore and probably don't even necessarily stay in college that long if they do go to college. So there's other pro leagues. There's, like, so it's just more fractured. Like a four-year player is not as valuable as it was I mean, 30 years ago. I mean, I mean, Miami hit it out the park with Hamiakes, you know, so – so yeah, outside the outside the lottery teams like that, where you're trying to be competitive, yeah, take take someone who can contri- contribute to winning right now, makes sense. But Keegan Murray wasn't four years; I think he was two. I think I might be wrong. I think he was two because I think Chris Murray was three years. Um, but like when the Pacers took Chris Duarte, he was twenty four as a rookie. Why would you do that? It's why I didn't. It's why I hated when the Pelicans took Buddy Hield. Buddy Hield was a twenty two year old. Rookie, I think he turned 23 in his rookie season. Yeah, that's like, bad. That's stupid. And you took him with a sixth pick. It's why I didn't like the Chris Dunn pick. Chris Dunn was, I think, the fifth pick. Mm-hmm. Why would you take number five, a 22 year old point guard who still can't shoot? Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. Like, those because picks don't make sense to me. Those picks don't make sense to me. But if you want to take a one of- lottery pick on a 21 year old, I'm fine with that. Bro. 22, 23. Is Otto Porter Jr. a bust? 
Hell yeah. When did he, he get injuries, drafted? Right? He's an injury, no. isn't it? He, Andrews, right? Where did he get drafted? Yeah. Washington. I mean, okay. injuries the like because he was nothing. playing. Oh, yeah, he was a top was four playing, pick, right? He was playing oh a lot. Yeah, he was a top three. Jeez. So, so Damn. like he was playing. What? Well, he got hurt in 2019. Um, no, nah, he, he was, was dealing well with in, he was dealing injuries, be- dealing with injuries before that. But I don't think he, he ever missed like, through seasons. Yeah, he didn't miss games like that, except for his rookie year. Hmm. But he was know, always he was always injury prone. But I think Arnold Jr. was a good play. He just wasn't. I don't know how to explain it. He just wasn't. I don't know what they expected but, him to but, be. The, like the expectations for him was to be an all-star wing, you know, like that was the expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's yeah, that was. Him, that he, was they him. were they were they were pairing him up with Bradley Bill and John Wall for him to be that like that that slashing all, you know, all-star wing, but he did he didn't. Victor Oladipo bust. No, no. For the magic, yes. For the magic. For the yes. magic. For the magic. Yeah. Yeah. For Orlando, I mean, they got, they got Serge I mean, Ibaka. Like one good gear in Indiana, to be honest with you. Like, yeah, his is another. Player. That's another unfortunate career due to was not injury related. Yeah, when we when we talk he about what OKC and was like fine too, but like I don't know. Yeah, when, and when we, uh, got Serge Ibaka back for him. Serge Ibaka was on a one year deal, so they lost Serge <laughs> right away. Like yeah. that's a bad deal for Orlando. They got a number two pick, lost him for basically nothing. That's a bust of a pick for them. I ain't gonna lie. Orlando's another team. They kept messing up people. They messed up Aaron Gordon. They didn't use all the depot correctly. Mm. I don't even think it's own, you're right. Orlando didn't deserve it. <laughs> they, they were messing up the whole deck. That's funny. Uh, last one for Biggs. How you move up and down the court is huge for me. Guys like Aiden and Giannis now move like guards while still effective. Marcus Saw and the Lopez's move like Glaciers. Yeah. Yeah, that's starting to go away. Mobility, like, mobility for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why so many people are intrigued by Alex Saw. Mobility. Alex Saw is going to be good. He's going to be good. He's not as good as Chet Wendy, but yeah. Nah, yeah, he's gonna be good. Would you have drafted MKJ that high at the time? MKG. Michael could go. MKG. Um, oh my god. Probably not. Michael, but Kidd I mean, was that back two. then? Back then is when four-year college players made sense, like early 2010s. Like that's where mm-hmm. you probably were like, maybe take Dane. Mm-hmm. But I will say I. I don't think Michael K. Gilchrist should have gone number two. Well, he's a bust for me. Not, and Thomas who, Robinson. Uh, who, went, who went number one in that draft? AD. 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 Oh. oh, okay. That was oh. draft with Beal. Yeah, AD was it like, everyone knew, everyone knew. It was it was the sweepstakes for AD. If you got the number one pick, you were getting AD. It made sense why MK get, MKG went, went top five, though. It made sense. If you saw what yet, we did in college that year. You know, yeah, you know Anthony Davis? I'm not going to... I'm not gonna lie. Do y'all remember uh, Shabazz Muhammad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, lied about his age. <laughs> uh, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't know that. Um, I thought Shabazz Muhammad was gonna be nice, man, but uh, he didn't. He didn't turn out to be anything. Wasn't that Thon Maker who lied about his age? Thon no. Maker apparently, was. apparently, something about Shabazz too. Apparently, he said he was 21 coming in. Rumors he was like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know if it's been substantiated. It might just. It might just. Be a racist. Is what's his name? Jabari is Jabari. What's his name? Jabari uh Parker. Parker. He, he got injured. He'd have he he'd have to. He'd have to yeah. But he wasn't uh, like as a player, he was very good, but the injuries kind of derailed everything. I think he tore his yeah. NCL twice. 
Yeah. yeah, he was, and he's gained a lot of weight. Bro, that's, I remember, that's, I remember like the Giannis and him comps, like the, the projections of the future, they're like crazy. And then, hey, that's what happens. That's what happens when you hoop on these Chicago streets, bro. All of our courts are made out of concrete. Man, no, that's real that, talk. That, that's real talk. That, that that landing shit is tough, you know. Bro. I don't know. A lot of Chicago players, they got bad. Like they have a lot of legs. They got bad everything, bro. That's a, that's a thing. Yeah, the health department in Chicago is terrible. I'm not going to hold you. <laughs> y'all don't, y'all don't know how to take care of y'all players. If you get drafted hey, to Chicago, man. you might as well just sit out. My you God. Know, it's it's a miracle Anthony Davis has lasted this long. You know what I'm saying? It's a miracle. He's out tonight, too. That's the sad part. That's the Hawks. I don't know why they played him against Houston, though. That's I hate my team so much. Uh, live they, thought, they thought they had a free win. No, sir. Off of back-to-back, <laughs> they played him, but they're going to sit him tonight. It's going to be amazing. Live in Omar, Ahmad. Giannis is Ben Simmons with confidence. That's mm. just so disrespectful. No, right. Ben, ben Simmons is such a clear defend, a better defender than Giannis. Facts. 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 <laughs> Kyrie played 11 games that dude. Allegedly. He was, bla- he was oh, basically... Yeah, allegedly. I don't know. He was basically drafted off high school. Wiseman had huge upside out of high school. Wiseman on Golden State is a tough sell, though. Kyrie was hooping at those 11 games. There was such a clear difference in feel for the game and understanding of the game between James Wiseman and Kyrie. (laughs) Kyrie had moments at Duke, man. Like James Wiseman clearly didn't understand the game. Clearly. Kyrie did. He just got hurt. James Wiseman didn't and then got shut down because he took money under the table to go to Memphis. Completely different mm. situation. Mm. Allen Iverson is a better number one than Shaq. Do you count what the what the player did for the organization as a whole, like awareness and money-wise? Ballers intel. Not really. I mean, if I really like thought about it in depth, I'm sure I'd probably factor in, but just like thinking of, about it on the fly, probably not. But yeah, AI did bring more in his nine years in Philly, the Shaq in his four years in Orlando, in my opinion. Is AI, Westbrook a better number one pick than Shaq? Well, he was number four. Oh, and he was number one pick. Was he better picked than Shaq? I don't know why I thought about that. But. Yeah. Mm. It's hard. To, like, I'm sorry. Four years and then losing me for nothing. That's not a great number one pick. Like, Russ, at all, that's, that's not a great number one pick. Russ is, Russ is averaging triple doubles, man. Anyway, to the finals. Yeah, four years is not... Okay. I'm not going to lie. I don't like this. Uh, I mean, I understand it. I'm just not a fan of this take. I'm not going to lie, Mars. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I'm not like... I don't know, I'm not saying Shaq's a bad pick. Like, he was the right pick. But I'm saying for the organization, they mm-hmm. didn't get a bunch the of... value. They didn't get great value out of the pick. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. the pick wasn't... Not yeah, I hear you. Perfect, it just wasn't a great pick. Yeah, I just that. don't. I just don't like your that. First final appearance is not worth. Like that twist on it. Finals appearance. Finals appearance. Yo, yo, Mars, you yeah, ready to be watching some old head uh, basketball? Season? Yeah. What? What? Go ahead. What are we watching on? Please? Oh yeah, yeah who y'all debunking today? So I was thinking of, um, you know, you had discussions about, um, two things. You had discussions about Magic Johnson playing the five. I remember mm. you was having debates about that. So I was thinking, you know what? That'll probably be a good. Way to start this off. We rewatched Magic Johnson in that finals game, uh, playing the center position. Oh, Garden um, Caldwell Jones, yeah, yeah, yeah. Garden Caldwell Jones, and when we all watch it together, I was thinking watching the 1971 uh, Bullets versus the uh, Buck was 71 or 72. I always confuse it. 71, 71 Bucks versus Bullets, and watch how Kareem was just dominating a six-seven West Unseld. 
Um, oh, so we're really using this to hate on the old gen. Okay. No, I no, like no, it. No, no, we're just watching the game. You prove a chill, right, dog? Research, hey, man. Research when purposes. When y'all talk about eye tests, people be saying, oh, I saw this. Now y'all can watch it together and y'all can point And that's a thing. Yeah. Like, y'all want I mean, you get to see Magic Johnson guard Coldwell Jones and really just trap Daryl Dawkins every time he gets the ball in the post. If you call that playing the five, I mean, I guess, but. Because I people guess. be talking about, oh, eye test, eye test. Well, now y'all get to watch together and y'all can analyze at the same time. I think this will be good to dis- to dispel some discrepancies people have in certain players. Oh, so are we going to watch Larry Bird score um, 12 points with his left hands against the Blazers? <laughs> we, could watch, we, could watch, we could watch the legendary games that's happened in the past and see if it's facts or cat, man. And we could see oh, if it's oh, nostalgic. We, we need to watch some John Stockton playmaking. That's what we really need to. We That's could do weird. a lot. I mean, Mars, we're going to be doing this. We have a long off. We have a long season, bro. So we mm. could be doing this. We we got. We're going to get down to the facts of these NBA players. Yeah, though, if you guys start making a list now. Yeah, make make sure if you if you haven't joined us on playback, the link is in the description to join us on playback, where we get to actually watch the film without risking copyright. So people can't just say anything without proof. Because right. if they say something. We gonna fact check them right there on the spot. All right, right? so, yeah, so yeah, Mars, right there on the what spot. What is the um, so Mars, in your opinion, what is the um? Well, how can I put it? What's the most delusional take that can easily be disproved by film? Like a take that like a lot of old heads say that when you watch the game or the film, that is completely a lie. What's the first oh, one that comes to your mind? Um, well, the first one is John Stockton being an all-time great playmaker. That's instantaneously gets disproven the moment you start watching the Utah Jazz. The Isaiah moment Thomas could shoot. Um, the second one, the, the second one has to be the, se- the second one that's easiest to debunk is that um, 90s defense was just so an 80s and 90s defense was just so physical. It gets, every it's night. clear, that's it's clear. not true. What's the only time, the only defense like there were physical defenses, the Knicks, physical. Oh my god, the Knicks were killing people. But when mm. you were just randomly going to play Dallas in 94, I promise you were chilling. I promise, promise you were fine. That's also not true. Um, what else is true? What else? What else is so easy to debunk? What else is so easy to debunk? Um, hmm. someone said shooting is worse, pretty much. Oh, well, yeah, but I don't even think the only person I've ever heard say shooting back then was like close was when Elder said Larry Bird could have been the greatest shooter of all time if he played today. Mm. Um, what else is there? What else? What, what other bad takes have we heard though from the old generation? Trying to remember, I'm drawing a blank here. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I I remember watching um games in the early 70s where every foul was free throws. That was right, right. Well, that that was fun. that was that was interesting. Yeah, our touch touch fouls didn't happen in the 80s or 90s. It was just a lie. Yeah. Um, uh, the I would say like how the league in the past was just so much bigger than every than the league today. Like I said, um, maybe the 80s and 90s is cool, but the league before then, they were pretty much the same height as people today. Oh, you know what I find funny? How, like, people today, like, the old people of today, like, hate on this era and say, like, this era is not good, blah, blah, blah. Play teams of the past or players of the past were so much better. I've seen recently an interview of Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell talking mm-hmm. about the game in the 90s. You know what Wilt Chamberlain said? Well, yeah, in, they today, in, in the game of the 90s, <laughs> I'd average like 70 points a game if they let mm. me just go. You seen that one. clip too? I see yeah, that too. Yeah. They let yeah. they let me just go one on one because of illegal defense and I couldn't get doubled and triple teamed. 
I'd average 70 points a game. I'd dominate mm-hmm. even more now because yep. the game is Yo, so dog. catered. He said, word for word, the game in the 90s is so catered towards the offense. And what do I have to hear the old head say today? Oh, back in the 90s is when they favored the defense. The game was, the game was, you allowed to, you were allowed to play defense. But what's what Chamberlain complaining about? The game being catered for the offense in the 90s? Turns out that's what people just complain about. The, the new generation always just favors the offense, no matter what. You know, so the, that was, dub, you know what it is? You know what it is? I'm yet to see a team better than my teams. Every team I played, we'd still win 11 rings in this era. That's what Bill <laughs> Russell said. So, I'm sorry. Turns out the 90s wasn't very good if you listen to the old heads. So, mm-hmm. haha, your era's cooked. Yo, yo, so no, no, real yeah, talk. Like, I was saying, right, everybody, everybody that's older than 40, do not look at the 90s fondly. They don't. Everybody that grew up in the 80s and be and, and before, they shit on the 90s all the time. All the time. I haven't really spoken to anyone who spoke extensively about basketball. People were complaining about the 90s as it was happening. Mm. Yes. Dr. J. Was it was it, was, was it what did they mainly complain about? That was an expansion they hated era. The expansion or, era. Uh, expansion era. The era's watered down. It doesn't take as much defense. to win. Teams are less mm-hmm. talented. Everything. Yep. People playing in the league at the time. They asked Dennis Rodman during the 96 season, how does he feel that the Bulls are on track to break the win record of 69 wins? He's like, we can win games with our eyes closed. It's not that difficult. Like, the league isn't that good. That's yeah. literally what he said. But here we are meant to praise that era where Dennis Rodman is on the best team saying, this league is not very good. Jerry Sloan, coaching the Utah Jazz, one of the best teams in the late 90s, said... Yeah, it's easier to win now. Now we only need two or three good players. Back in the day, you needed five or six good players to win championships. That's what Jerry Sloan said at the time as it was happening. Sounds like today's league. You need a lot. But apparently the 90s are just so superior. But as it was happening, all I heard was people saying the league was watered down, not as good, bad product. But apparently you listen to someone. How many many teams teams were out of the 90s? They went from. Why don't six, you ever four. bring this up to six, 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 seven? I think. Why because don't you want to go? Dub, no one wants to yell. No one wants to yell yeah, for like an hour and a half. Dub, that's why. He keeps talking over you. He won't. He won't. He's scared me. because okay. because why why would I have why would I when I know I'm right just have an argument that's gonna go in circles for half. Right. <laughs> why would I do that? Also, um, <laughs> it's content, bro. I'm gonna hit up. But if yeah, anyone got taken eight, hit me up online. But yeah, make sure you guys join the playback if you haven't. Like, I didn't know. Sure I didn't know that. Um, I didn't know that uh, all of these criticisms from people who's actually played the game. That's crazy. But what do they know? What do they know? Right? What, what do they know? Do they, right? know? What do they, know? What they played the game at the highest levels, man. Nah, yeah. They, uh, they, <laughs> they also interviewed uh, Will and Bill. I remember they interviewed them. And uh, ticket is how- booked. And they asked them how uh, how they would guard Shaq. Because, you know, Shaq at the time was considered the most unguardable player. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like, yo, like, if I'm guarding Shaq, I'm just going to make him run. Like, I'm going to make him get up, on, up and down the court, tire him out, and uh, make him use his, uh, you know, I'm going to use my speed and, you know, athleticism to my advantage. You know what I'm saying? That's basically Mars, we what should watch doing. those interviews today. Do you have them? Oh, yeah, yeah, like real talk. No, they're yeah, up there capping. But like, the, the, the playback Yo, is literally have, the, mo- the, the moment the moment this show the talking. moment this show ends on YouTube, we will be going over to playback. Yeah, let's so do just this. make sure mm. make sure you're right there on playback. Yeah. We'll be there for about an hour, and we just gonna chop it up. That's what's gonna happen. No, wow. no, real talk, dub, yeah. like dub, like Will, Will and Bill Russell, like the first rappers. <laughs> like we'll talk, like, Ali. Insane. They were like the first rappers. Like I, I, I put you. 
I'm not reading that super chat. Yours is a bully, bro. I'm not gonna hold. I, I just, I just, I just find that so funny that um, the players from the years prior ends up cooking the errors that came after them. You know it's what's just, so crazy? You know what's so you know crazy? what era don't do that, Morris? The 2000 era. You not yeah, find a lot of great players in the 2000s. Crap. They actually, they actually do respect like the modern game. Like, I'm not gonna lie. The more I like see Gilbert Arena's podcast. It's a, it's a nice little watch. I'm not gonna lie. It's, it's, it's <laughs> Gilbert Arenas, yeah, pretty good. It's pretty good. Bro. I'm gonna be honest. It's pretty good. Gilbert, that uh, guy, man. I, I think players' choice is better, but hey, Gilbert Arenas like a close second in my opinion. That's a that's a pretty good podcast. I think see, that's, Dev, that's a that's a lottery pick answer right there, Dev. That's a that's a lottery. Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's a lottery yeah. pick answer for sure. That's yeah. a lottery. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, what they be saying be making sense. I'm not gonna lie. They be. It's, when you see the clips out of context, it looks kind of bad. But then you see like somebody explanation. Rashad McCants is kind of stupid. But like Gilbert Arenas, no, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gilbert, yeah, Gilbert Arenas be making sense. I'm not gonna lie. I'll be listening to him like that makes so sense. So did you did you hear the Manu Ginobili over him? That didn't make sense. But like, <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna, no, when he when he starts talking about comparing players and stuff, and I see him reading off basketball reference, this guy did this, and it, that doesn't make sense. But when he's talking about like the rules and like the how the league was different. He understands the rules a lot. He's right. Yeah, he's yeah. right. Now I heard him say um Isaiah Thomas is an overrated point guard and he's not top five. And then started saying he only made oh. five on NBA teams. Like when he starts going on his accolade rant. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he's stupid. Yeah, he was but on when the he's, track. Like, talking yeah, about on, the rules of the game and how the games changed. Like you can tell he knows what he's talking about. Like I'm like okay, I can see that. I can see that. I respect that. So like, and that's the thing where. Yeah. That's the thing where, like, the old heads keep saying, oh, yeah, you know, y'all going to do it too. Or, like, y'all going to do what we did. I think in the 2000s, good. I don't hear too much people from the 2000s or who grew up on the 2000s really crapping on what's going on right now. They don't. Now, now, I do think that they value their... Pierce hating them, like, nah, Miss defense. So he can, like, guard up today, though. He said he can still he play. Did. Like, he's deluded. Yeah, Paul Pierce is wild. But people who played in that era, people who literally watched and grew up on that era, they look at this era today and they really highly respect Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett is a guy's like, yo, bro, these kids he are doing so something. much love. Yeah, to so much and shit. Yeah, they, like, like, yeah, he was yeah. like, yo, they are doing something that's insane. It doesn't make sense. And he was like, yeah, they got to get love. So that's why it's like, I guess you could say it's like, and this is why I say it's just about watching the game because I just think about like guys back then. Like they didn't watch it enough because there was not enough access to it. Mm. Now, when you're actually just watching so much of tape right now today, and you're literally seeing all the intricate details that's going into stuff, you're just like, nah, bro. Like, what these guys are doing are insane. And there's no, this ain't no narrative talk. This, if somebody says something, I could go right here and go check it out on NBA League Pass or playback with me and Mars, and we could see and really get down to the facts. But back then, all you had to go off of what other people was writing or reading or, or telling you, right? So it's not enough. It was not a lot of confirmation back then because you couldn't watch anything then. I think so, a lot of. I think a lot of players back then do show like respect though. Like I, I don't no. I think it's a lot of I think it's a lot of the fans. Dr. J, Dr. J's whole respect. entire top ten is nothing but, but that, that's players. not but that's but that's yeah, not I mean that's he just, just has what he grew up but, on. Yeah, no, we we, we, we have to end the show. We have open field open field is next oh, on damn. YouTube, but open gym is next on playback. All right, let's get us playback, bro. Y'all be open gym is next on playback. Make sure to